guided trip. You know how I'm going to start this podcast? Yum, dude. Yum. Heck yeah. We're back. Hey, Whoa, guys. I'm loud. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't realize how loud I was. Well, you're the host, man. We're back. Uh, guided trip. I forgot what the podcast was called for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long. I'm a, I'm a little... A yeah, it's been a minute since we've had a podcast. Right. I'm also a little delirious. Hand me um, that snooter. Forgive me. Oh, you want one of these? Yeah, mm-hmm. hand me that Off air, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so we've been busy. It's been busy fall, crazy summer. Um, so first off, apologies for not putting out podcasts for a while. Um We've all been doing our own shit. Brian, Brian got married. Yeah. Congrats to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You at. got married. Yeah. You made, got your ring on. Made the swap. Yeah. Um, Dane has just been fishing his little heart out. Guiding, not fishing. Yeah, I haven't actually fished that much, but <laughs> I've been guiding a lot. We're going to try and fish tomorrow, though, hopefully. Yeah. No, that'll be great. Both of us are off, um, so hopefully we're going to fish tomorrow. Oh, but, um, screw you guys. Then. Yeah. <laughs> But no, and for myself, I've just been guiding, you know, as much as possible. And then I've taken a little bit of a break and been doing some hunting, um, seeing, well, that's why I'm kind of delirious right now. <laughs> I just got back from a little bit of hunting, um, helped a buddy pack out a moose last night. Ooh. So well, Ooh. this morning, last night and this morning. Well, it's usually an all day affair. Um, so it was, <laughs> it was, it was a big affair. But So that's, we, we've just been, we got a lot going on. This isn't our... Um, this isn't our day job, making podcasts for everybody. But we have had some uh, complaints about not putting out podcasts. Who? Um, we'll just be like, hey, where's the podcast? When are you guys going to do another one? So yeah, we're you were, you were going to say sorry. I was going to say you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome for not boring you with our talk. Um, yeah, I mean, our guiding has been, it's been good for you, Dan. You've been cranking. Yeah. What's yeah. that look for? You're giving me a look over there. Oh, blast it off. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's been it's been pretty steady. Um, fishing's been good. Lower water. What's the guy? Did they drop the tailor today? Yeah. Yep. They dropped the tailor today again. Well, not oh, today, yesterday, but, but uh, October first. Uh, yeah, right? on the first. What they drop it to? Yeah, it was at four fifteen this morning. The gunny or the tailor? The gunny. So oh, I'm. So they dropped yeah. it. Let's take a look here. What is that? That makes they dropped it a, ninety CFS yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they dropped it around hundred CFS. So yeah, I think close. it's. That's yeah, not. I mean, that's not terrible. How's it run in your boat? Still goes. Yeah, it goes. She ain't much, but she runs. Yeah, she fucking. <laughs> Are you guys running the upper at all anymore? I've, dude, I stay away from there. I mean, he ran, you know, kind of upper, today. middle upper. That's right. only two yeah. miles down from Almont. So yeah, maybe less. Um, That's not bad. Two ninety six out of the dam. Uh, okay. I'm gonna check to see what. Oh, I can't tell off that graph to see what they dropped it from. Yeah, the Taylor's feeling um, a lot less dangerous. <laughs> but Gunny right now is sitting at 430. Right. Oh, that's bigger than when I floated it yeah. today. But there are some salmon in the river. Um, I, it feels like to me, this is my opinion, I haven't seen like that much of a run. Dude. It's, I'm not, I mean, yeah. I'm not too concerned about it. Well, we, we had kind of anticipated that the run wasn't going to be 
as plush this year as Why it's been. Uh, just because of low flows last year, because um, of the Taylor being, or not the Taylor, but the Blue Mesa being super low, it really affects those fish. And it's kind of a year before affects the next next year's run. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll still, we're going to start spawning tomorrow, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. But Sweet. I know they're showing up in the apron. They're starting to show up in the raceways yeah. to spawn. Uh, how far is the East River closed down? They close it down, um, like at the end of the property, or how far above the end of the property? Yeah. So they set the they set the the weir basically up the block net basically uh, right next to the outlet, right right above the outlet. So okay. no fish go up there. But yeah, you can fish the upper property. Yeah. And I'm sure some salmon got loose. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I've fished it years past and I mean, there's salmon in right. there. And They're I've not going to be, I've had some bonker yeah. beginner trips. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the best one right there. Going to the East and be like, Hey, here's what we're doing today. Here's a nymph rig with a San Juan worm and an egg. And you just hammer <laughs> salmon, and people are just blown away. Yeah, they're not what? as they're not as thick this year up there. They they try to put the net in sooner than later so they can you know yeah. get so there's not a whole bunch. Yeah, of Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's been a ton this year. Um, I have a question for you that I just kind of thought about, but I don't know if you can answer it or not. Um, you know anything about gill lice? Yes. Okay, so I'm assuming you can't say anything about it. Uh, it's not really. Copy. Yep. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Gill lice exist. They really affect fish during low low water years. Copy. That, that, <laughs> we then, don't need to say yeah. anything about it. Um, but I just I thought about it for a minute. I was like, huh, I wonder. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but turns out I was wrong. They, um, they exist. They're in every but, river and lake system. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. We don't need to touch on it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that up. Jesus, I made it all weird. Um, but the gunny's been fishing good. I mean, still low water, but I mean, as far as techniques, like, I mean, Dane, you've been on the water more than I have lately. I don't know if you want to go over kind of where you've been finding fish and just give a little bit of a report. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, no, I'll, give I'll leave it up to you. All day. Yeah. Um, bing bong, bing dong. Yeah. Bing bong, bong. Dane's, Dane's fishing report. Yeah, Dane's fishing report. <laughs> um, yeah, still finding fish uh, pretty shallow. Shallow, choppy, uneasy water. Um, and they're eating tiny shit, so they will eat it. What they, kind of tiny shit? <laughs> you don't have to go into have full you details, but ever heard of a Rims Simulator Two? <laughs> Is that also known as an RS Two? That's an RS Two, yeah. Ah. Um, anywhere from size eighteen to twenty-two. I haven't really fucked with a twenty-four, um, but a twenty twenty-two usually matches what they're eating pretty good. There's a lot of there's a lot of like true gray betas coming off. Yeah, Darth betas is a good one. Yeah, gray drakes. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. We saw gray drakes. Yeah. I've never seen gray drakes. I've on been the seeing them on the Taylor. Really? Well, yeah, absolutely. I've never seen them out here. You know, what's interesting is they they will eat. There's like a period during the day where they will eat a size 16 pheasant tail. Yeah, like more than anything else. Which I'm sure you know they'd eat a size 16 hares ear, yeah. size 16 whatever mayfly copper john. Of course, but like. It's just really weird because you pump a stomach and it's all these little tiny, tiny bugs. You know, twenty twos, twenties, and then all of a sudden it's like, what was he on? Oh, pheasant tail, pheasant tail, size sixteen. And it's like, what is that's insane? What is that about? Because it's funny though that we all have different experiences. Because I've thrown it and like not caught anything on it on the pheasant tail. Really? But I pumped the other day, and I two days ago I had a walkway. And I, I don't know how long it's been since I had a walkway, but I went down to the lower gunny. Yeah. Again, I don't know how long it's been since I've been down there. Right. Um, and I just had one kid, you know, I've taken him for a couple of years and 
took him down there and I caught it. We caught a fish, pumped it immediately. And I, no joke, probably size 28 bait us in there. Right. Isn't that brutal? Insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck that. Unreal. Oh, you guys don't have size 28 flies? Dude, I told the kid, I was like, <laughs> I told him for a moment, I was like, we're, we're catching them here and there, you know, and we're changing tactics and we're doing all right. We're going fast water and shallow and whatever, deep yeah. water shelves, blah, blah, blah. And we were catching them. Right. Um, but I told him after I pumped the last one, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't have these bugs. I was like, I don't go smaller than 22. I'm sorry. No, dude. I was like, I'm not a tailwater guy. I don't go smaller than Yeah, 22. I have like four size 24 flies for literally just the catch and release. Yeah. Dude. But... I mean, back to the fishing board. Sorry. Yeah. No, they, they hang out super shallow. Um, and especially when those betas come off, it seems like they move shallower. They push up to the head of shelves and yep. they eat in faster water and fast water. Right. I'm assuming, you know, I'm not a biologist like Ryan, but <laughs> I'm assuming that they do this type of thing because they can eat more food that way. If you're sitting in five, six feet of water, I mean, the amount of food available has to be. A lot less. Than yeah, it feels like you got to expend more energy that way. To well, eat that food. I mean, that's the whole thing is you do have to expend more energy, but the risk is worth the reward. You know, it's just, these fish are constantly doing instinctual cost-benefit analysis. Right. Yeah. So, but you're right. They move into that faster water, and that's just a conveyor belt for and them. And then they can yeah. control the whole column exactly. way easier. Yeah. Well, and fish are super hydrodynamic, so they're actually expending a lot less effort than you'd think they are. To sit in that water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. That makes sense. I mean, it's because... Well, well winter is anything, winter is coming. Yeah, yeah. These and they got to eat. They're they're yeah. on the feed right now. Yeah, um, we'll put it that way. They are on the feed. Fishing has been good. Um, <clears throat> also, just a, wait, just a question: Are you finding more browns or rainbows in this? It's a lot of browns. Yeah, um, the occasional rainbow, but I'm assuming also they don't sit in a lot of the deep pools because in a lot of the classic deep nymphing runs right now there is a bunch of salmon. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's a mixture of the that. Was going to be the next thing I was saying. These salmon are definitely pushing fish out. Yeah. They're kind of dominating the territory, and these fish are kind of moving out of the way. The salmon kind of mess with the flow. I want to touch on this real quick, but I want to go back. So on my guide trip the other day. I was telling you we saw some dry fly action, you know, some really small bugs coming off. Yeah. Um, but here's this is a point where I struggle as a guide when, like, really small bugs are coming off or, you know, they're not necessarily rising to dry flies. Yeah. You know, they're eating kind of that emergence of a, either a midge or a betis or whatever it is. And I, I struggle so hard to figure that out and how to get good at it. Well, we just talked about one you know epic bug for that yeah and he knows what it is yeah. too he knows well, we don't have i mean do we want to talk about all these things i mean i don't know you can hint at it uh, i don't know or just hint towards me batman you can, emerger oh yeah 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 <laughs> batman that is that is a good one um i threw um i found and i told you about these flies a the clear water emerger with like the glass bead that's right you were just talking about that yeah i've never um, even seen and i threw I that before below a small like mayfly mm-hmm. um, we'll put it that way small mayfly um and i just i mean it's not going to sink fast god we you just know? don't I threw we don't it, give like, anything out no we? well <laughs> like i said dude like we're not about that you know we're guides or you know but we're fishermen as well and we're not going to give away all of our secrets I agree. it's funny because my client the other day knew that bug that i'm talking about yeah and brought it up he didn't know what we were fishing at the time he didn't look at the flies and brought up that bug and was like, oh, yeah, do you know anything about this? I was like, how did did I tell you this last time we fished? He's like, oh, no, I, I listened to a podcast and heard about it. I was like, huh? 
By I need to know what podcast. And my he's podcast like, camera got drunk at the bar. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to some idiot get drunk at the bar and talk about this bug. But anyways, <laughs> so what I did is like I took this small mayfly and I maybe like 18 inches behind it. I threw that clear water merger. And like, I mean, first cast, you know, like as long as it was placed right. And yeah, you're with client, you know, it right. can't yeah. necessarily be right all the right. time. Yep. We're standing in pretty high water, you know, almost up to our belt line. But it was slow. But right. all these fish were rising against the bank. And he was like, oh, they're eating dry flies. I was like, I'm not sure if they are I'm, eating dry yeah, flies. I'm not convinced. And we threw that emerger, and they ate the emerger, you know, here and there. And it was right. hard to see because that dry wouldn't move much. Exactly right. But you'd watch that fish come up. And this is where I struggle hard is we're trying to dial that in. And I don't know if you guys have well, any I mean, insight on that. But I'm terrible at I, uh, it. I try hard, but... <laughs> I fished that because it was happening a lot on the Gunnison the other day, floating, and I uh, I took all the weight off the nymph rig, took the uh, took the bead head nymph off, and so we're throwing a full nymph rig that With no doesn't weight. sink. Yeah, right. And it would you'd see fish like you have to know what you're looking for. So it was all me yeah. being like set, 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 yeah. set. I mean that's all. It's impossible for but a yeah. client. You would. You'd cast it in, right? And you'd see this fish track up yeah, with yeah. where you think your bugs are. And then just fucking. Yeah. And then you'd be like, set. And then. And that's what it was them. for us. It was like, he didn't see it happening at all. Yeah. Like he was watching the dry fly. And it was like, your dry is not really going to move. No. Yeah. Basically, we're using the dry as an indicator right. to an extent. But it's not going to move much. No, exactly. We, we're throwing that dry so that we can see a fish behind that dry. Yeah. And see a fish come up to the surface is what I take it yeah, as. Yeah, no. I mean, I and think I'm, that's... And I'm trying to get better at that's it, but about it's hard, as, man. as good as it gets. Yeah, I honestly. mean... It's, it's hard to figure out that... Well, and it's not the most fun way for a client to fish because he's not getting the action. But you it was funny because I threw, like... I yeah. mean, I threw a size 22 with that... Um, you know, I mean, I can say it. The Magic Fly. Yeah. With the tungsten bead on it. Yep. You know the magic fly, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And it's got the tungsten bead on it. Mm -hmm. And that was like a perfect imitation of what I was pumping, but it sunk too quick. It right. sank too quick. Right. Dude, that thing and is... so they wouldn't eat it. It's super, like, thin profile, so yeah. it sinks Oh, it fast. drops like a rock. Right. Yeah. And so they wouldn't eat it because it was sitting too low. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, we were like, all right, cool, we've casted over these fish, and, and were they you quit eating. Were you fishing those with mono? Um, I was fishing dry with mono, oh, but okay. I was fishing the um, emerger with, with fluoro. fluoro. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should. And th this is like I said, this is where I struggle. Right. I'm trying to like get better at it right. and be better did as a guide that leader? way. I did. I did not. I don't know if it helps. I never I do know. that. Yeah, I don't know if it. Helps I usually not. grease like even when I, we were throwing dry flies there for a while. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll put it on there and then I'll grease like the first foot. If you believe, it's in just it. a habit. Yeah. If you it's believe in it, do it, you know? Oh dude, that's half the battle is if you just believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to believe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that we've been struggling with that with a lot, a lot this fall, like early fall where we were both struggling for a while. We're like, you'd be hot, you know, banging them up and I'd be struggling. And then, you know, we talked to one of the legendary guys in town um, I'm sure people know of him, but Jason Booth. He'd be like, dude, you got to believe in your rig. Yeah. He's like, that's the only way you're going to catch fish if you believe in it. Dude. And then all of a sudden, dude, you start throwing confidence flies that you believe in. And it was like, boom, boom, Dude, boom, you guide boom. harder. You yeah. do. Yeah. When guide you believe harder. in your flies. You're like, get it in there. Get it in there. Mend it, mend it, mend it, mend it. Okay, pro tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pro tip for guys out there. You got to believe in your rig. got to believe. Because once you quit believing, like occasionally I change bugs. I'd be like, I don't like that rig. I'm going to change it. And I put on the original rig, yep. same bugs I was throwing that we weren't catching fish on, 
but I believe in it more. And then boom, 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 boom. Dude, yeah. But a, who as, knows if that's half and chance, time of day? Who knows? I mean, but as a as a guide and as just a fisherman, you gotta believe in your rig. You fish it harder. You fish it better. You do. You do. You, if you don't believe, if you're just yeah. out there, just you know, throwing shit in the water, yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, I guess so this might work. Yeah. I mean, if you believe, if you believe your men's are your men's are tighter. Yeah. Like you're high but sticking strong on that on that trip too. Like what I did is like we started nymphing again because those fish shut off after we cast over them a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's tough sometimes with the client when those fish are coming up. You know, and emerging. Like, I mean, they're just barely below the surface. You know, and so if you cast over them too much, yeah. then they'll just shut off and yeah. go back down. Right. And you give them 15 minutes, they'll start coming back exactly. up. Exactly. But we started nymphing after that. You know, we we're like, all right, well, let's walk down to the shelf and let's nymph a little bit. And I put them on like super fast water. It was like two feet deep yeah and i was like fish it and i taught them how to fish it you know how to strip fast you know get your bugs way above right where you want it to be and let it come in let it have time to drop and then yeah it was you know and we were smoking fish right and i shortened that rig up a little bit too because i was what i was fishing a little bit deeper and i shortened it up right and yeah it started working better they were sit they weren't sitting on the bottom they're yeah. sitting in the column. Right? Yeah. They're sitting up off the bottom. Well, and I'll even and, and I don't do this on the gunnison, but I'll do it on the tailor. Uh, and it's usually it's usually pool or fish specific. But I'll fish real shallow rigs with a tiny indicator and no weights behind that. And they'll move a tiny indicator yeah. sometimes. But you're just looking for that action next yeah. to your indicator. And and I use that indicator as my. And that know, fast water, I was telling him, I was like, dude, your indicator is gonna fly. Right. Like it's right. not gonna be. Oh no. It's not gonna be subtle. Like in no. that fast water, your indicator is gonna fly. No. You're gonna see it immediately. Um, and we, we, you know, we miss a lot of fish too because you get that good drift and it's like strip, 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 strip. Keep stripping along. Keep stripping. You don't even need a mend. Keep right. stripping. Keep stripping. Right. Keep stripping. Keep up. <laughs> and then you know you get a little slack in there and you go set the hook and there's way too much slack. Yeah. Or you throw. You know, a lot of people instinctually just throw mends. And I remember right. we had that, you know, we had that conversation. I was like, you don't need to do that. Right. That's a, you, like, don't you don't need that. You don't need to throw them in there. I mean, that's no. why as everyone a, has these instinctual right. men's. Well, because, as an, and as a guy, you're just like, like we were talking about, hey, nice men, set that, set that right now. Yeah. And just want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see you set after you made that men. Exactly. And I've done that to multiple people where it's like, I want to see you set yeah. that hook. Great mend. Yeah. Set that. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see what <laughs> happens when you go to set that hook. And that's it. But if you do that to people, like you're not necessarily being like, hey, you're wrong. Right. You're going, look, I'm trying to teach you right. something that you might not have seen before. It's like, look, I made a big mend that everyone taught me to do. Right. You know, maybe I went on a guide trip and some dude was like, oh, just throw a huge mend. Right. And, you know, just throw a big loop in there. And then it's like, hey, set the hook. Let's right. see what happens. And it's, most people can't. Right. You can't set the hook. No, you just pick up line you and pick up a ton of line. Yeah. The fish ate, and took a shit, smoked a cigarette. Yeah, and right. Done by the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I was teaching this kid, and I've, I've taken this kid quite a bit just on float trips, though. And he wanted to walk weight, and I, you know, and I, I was kind of hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't really get it. You know, why you want to walk weight? We usually float. And he, you know, this was this was a learning experience for me too. Where I was like, oh, maybe I should listen to my client a little more. It's getting late in the year, you know. I'm just like, hey, let's float, dude. Like, what are you thinking? Don't, you know, let's float. But I listened to him for a moment. I was like, oh, I get it. Basically, he told me, hey, I want to learn more from walkway. I'm going to be able to learn more techniques True. by walkway. And I was like, you're definitely right. Yeah. And I took that situation and treated it differently where I was teaching him how to walk weight. Hey, we got to move. We got to work water. We work every inch of the water we can from close to far 
to up to out to back to down we work all of it and I, a, I told him i looked at him i go if somebody walks in here below us yeah and we just fish that hole i don't want to see him catching a fish yeah exactly because i want to work yeah. all of it you i want you to use that up and you know i kind of taught him those techniques and a big one we were trying to work on was line management i think we you know we struggle with clients dane where we are trying to teach people line management because a lot of people want to use too much line of course and i know you brought this up earlier dinner like oh man i can't stand it like casting too much line i'll bring it up Dude, a little bit but it, unreal line management is the most important thing like if you want to impress a guide manage your line yeah right? don't okay so we've been talking about this ryan and i know you don't guide but like i mean you fish with people and you've guided friends and family and blah blah but we were talking about Maybe we we should talk about it, but yeah, <laughs> we were talking about creating a fly line. That's oh, only, that's only forty feet. We did talk about this. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah, only yeah, forty it's feet. Fucking perfect. Yeah, not or like you're not allowed to cast past forty feet. Right. You cast past forty feet, you're done. Yeah. Get it also, out. That's I don't probably, wanna, I don't, get it out of here. That's probably here. twenty feet longer than it needs exactly, to be. Exactly, <laughs> especially out of a boat too. Well, you got to give them forty feet, or they just don't even feel like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Give him 40 feet just in case. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, line management is key. Um, and we worked a ton on line management. Just, look, it doesn't. we don't necessarily have to catch fish. And he understood that. Like, look, dude, like, if fishing is slow or we're, having, we're struggling, it's a, uh, you know, we can work on things while we're doing this. Right. You know, and you, this is what you wanted. You want to learn how to do some things. And we talked a lot about line management. It's like, look, I, I would grab the rod from him. Hey, let me see that. Let me show you something real quick. And I cast in and I go, we don't even need to mend right off the bat. Don't even, don't even try a mend. Just strip, 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 strip. Get all that line that you just casted back at your feet. Right. And then you can mend. You don't necessarily have to mend right off the bat. Right. And I think line management is huge with reading water. Of course. It really is. Yeah. Of course it's, it is. It's really hard to, uh, I guess, if you haven't been doing it for a long time or haven't been watching it happen for a long time. All yeah. those micro currents. Yeah. I mean, there's little currents that'll like bow your line or pull your line, even though it looks like it's just oh, a totally. straightforward run. I mean, the catch and release is a great example of that. Yeah. You think you have this perfect yeah. drift, yeah. but you're dragging your flies off the bottom. Well, and like yeah. a lot of people who haven't done it, you know, obviously don't see it like we do, where it's like, hey, that, it, as much as you thought that was a great drift, right. it's swinging. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? It was perfect. Like, like it was swinging just tap. Right. And that's tough because you need to do it and do it and do it to understand how you need to work your line. Right. And you can, this is, here's the saying, yeah. I can explain it to you, yeah. but I can't understand it for you. Well, right. dude, I was, I was thinking about this today also. Um, so I kept, you know, driving into this dude's brain from the boat. Like you need to cast like downstream. You need to fish downstream. Not like straight in front of you, obviously, but yeah. downstream. There's a ton of that cooler. I could hand it to you. Oh, but cool. there's water also there's a where you want to cast next to the boat because yeah. we're going way slower. Exactly. Or, yeah, how is it? If you, okay, yeah, yeah if you like, if yeah. I'm going slow in the boat, if I I'm, think. If I'm holding us back yeah, in fast cast water. Cast behind the boat. Cast back there, especially yeah. when it's only one dude. Because now you cast downstream so straight into a drift that ain't worth a shit. Yeah. Exactly. And you might as well have not even. And that's cast, what I tell. Right? I'm like, okay, let's. Either if I'm anchored, or I'm moving slow, I tell them, hey, fish it like you're walk waiting. Let's fish it like we're walk waiting. 
especially people that are experienced, like when you slow down, you're like, hey, fish like your walkway. And they look at you and you go, fish it upstream. You know, fish upstream of the boat. And that way you get a good long drift. Right. Um, and, I mean, it's just, it's all line management. You know, sometimes you can high stick. If it's close to you, you can just high stick. Yeah. If that current's messed up, if that current's real turbulent, you can just high stick. Just pick up your line, strip yep. in all that right. slack, high stick. Right. I mean, you can even high stick out in the middle of the current occasionally, you know, but it's just that line management is huge. Well, and it's important everywhere. I mean, you watched us go, you know, we go to Andros and we're very good at managing line on a river. You get it on a boat and you're all of a sudden an idiot. Oh, yeah. Your line's all over the place. It's all over the other. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all over someone else's feet. It's all over your feet. Who's that? It's in the um, front of the bow. Oh, it was freaking, um, it was your family friend that I took fishing the other day. It was Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom and John. And he, dude, he bone fished me hard. And I, I called him out on it, dude. He, he, like, had this fish on, and he's fighting this fish, and he hands me his line. And he goes, there's not in here. Fix that. And I was like, man, you just bone fished me hard. <laughs> and he, like, looked at me. I go, you ever been bone fishing before? And he get, just gave me this look. I was like, dude, when we're on a bonefish boat, like the other person manages your line. Make sure you don't get knots and tangles while this fish <laughs> exactly is running. Exactly right. That's I was your like, job. You when know you're how down. how like how much of a peasant I just felt like when you just handed me your line. Hey, fix this. I'm like, <laughs> and he's fighting this fish and it's running. He's like, I got a knot in my line. You got to fix it. And just hands me a line. I'm like, whoa. I hope he called. That was a saltwater move right there. Yeah, buddy. that is a saltwater move. That was did he a call huge you saltwater move? Did he call you boy? No, he didn't call me boy. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I set the precedent where he wasn't going to call me boy. I, I, I love guys that put you guys in check every now and then. Right? <laughs> um, we're getting, I mean, we're, I, we're not off topic, but we're talking about a lot of different I mean, stuff. how often do we stay I wanted on topic? to turn back around to the pheasant tail because you did bring up talking or fishing the pheasant tail. Yeah. So I did listen to a podcast with Yvonne Chouinard. Mm-hmm. Is that the Patagonia guy? Yeah. yeah. My brother um, just sent that. To me, I had meat eater to one. It. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and you know, I, I like the meat eater podcast. It's good, but you know, sometimes Renella talks a little too much, and maybe I do too. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it is a podcast. It is a podcast. But this one, you could actually, you know, he let Yvonne Chenard talk for a while. Um, but speaking of pheasant tail, which is one of my favorite flies, oh. I've talked about a ton on this podcast. Yeah, baby. It's also his favorite fly. All right. And he said. Like he fishes this. it for everything. 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 Doesn't matter what species, everything. Right. He said his favorite bonefish fly is a pheasant tail. How big is a pheasant tail? He I remember him he talking about it. He says he ties remember. it in a four or two, and he throws <laughs> big hackle on right. it. Right. Like, I mean, big partridge well, hackle. It's got a How hackle. long are the pheasant tail fibers right? that he's tying with? And where are you getting these pheasants? Right, yeah. Where <laughs> are these pheasants coming from? Massive But pheasants. he said it's unreal how well this fly will work for anything. Yes, yeah. you can catch panfish, you can right. catch bonefish, wasn't the you whole, can catch salmon. Wasn't catch, the whole thing he like took a year and the only fly he ever yeah. threw for that whole year yep, was, a was pheasant, pheasant tail. tail. Yeah. Different variations of pheasant tail. Yeah. And he, he said... I can't remember. There was a number he stated where it was a certain amount of species he's caught on the pheasant tail, right. and it was absolutely astonishing. Right? How many different species he's caught on a pheasant tail? Dude. Imagine taking, catching a pike on a pheasant tail. I can do. Hey. I was just thinking that. <laughs> How can, the fuck? I can go into that with a gotcha. Yeah, true. That catches a lot of fish. I, I throw it as a stinger all the time. A right? stinger, the gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> fish hammer it, dude. They hammer it. Uh, but I wanted to bring that up just because the pheasant tail talk, but. How many um, articulations for a pike fly? 
Would it's you like have nine to do pheasant tails attached <laughs> to each other. Ah, are you still fish, fishing a pheasant tail at that That's point? nine of them. Okay, well, let's talk it. about this. And can you do that? So is that, <laughs> is that still considered a pheasant tail that don't all those bugs? You know, like, are, uh, are we still... I would say I would say no. Okay, well, how's this? So this kid came up to me in the bistro the other day while we were having some drinks. And he listens to the podcast. He goes, I, I have a question for you. I want to talk about something. He goes, how do you feel about peg eggs? <laughs> Is that still a fly? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, who's, it now is. who's been getting drunk at a bar talking too much? <laughs> <laughs> is I that mean, still a fly? Hold on a minute, though. <laughs> What's the etiquette there? Okay, let's go through. All right, let's 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 start out by going through what a peg egg is because a lot of people don't know. So there's different ways to peg an egg. And we've, okay, we've talked about pegging squirmies <laughs> on the podcast. But a peg egg basically is it's a plastic bead that looks like a trout egg or a salmon egg or whatever. You can throw them in, you can get different sizes. You can get glass beads, you can get plastic beads, all kinds of stuff. But you can either peg it with a little, uh, like a stopper. Mm-hmm. Some people, I've seen people use like toothpicks. Yeah. But you can get like plastic stoppers, yeah, right? you just shove it in yeah. there and cut it off. I mean, trout yeah. beads even make specific pegs yeah. for it. Yeah, or you, like I tie mine. I don't use the pegs. I tie right. mine in. The triple. Yeah, where you go in yeah. a couple times, wrap it around, go yeah. in once more. Um, but basically it's a bead, no hook on it. It's just a, like a craft bead. It looks like a craft bead to the yeah. normal person. Yeah. And then you tie a hook below it, a blank hook most times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most times it's a blank About hook. a foot below it. <laughs> I would say that hook. So here's the problem that people have with it. So this, this originated in Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. from my in definitely in Alaska. From my understanding, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was made to catch trout and salmon. Um, but... Instead of using like the regular foam egg or whatever, you know, where it's tied onto the hook, they were pegging these eggs and throwing the hook below it. And a lot of times they were throwing it way below, mm-hmm. you know, like four or five inches below, and they're snagging a lot of fish. Right. Um, and what we try and do, you know, is throw them an inch to an inch and a half below yeah. your bead. Exactly. And you normally don't snag them. Get a lot of, I mean, I get, get a lot of mouth. mouth hooks on that. Yeah. Well, it's no, it's no more snagging than if you're throwing a double nymphrig, right. in my True. opinion. Right. True. You know, it's a good way to put it. Uh, but basically, he was curious, you know, what, you know, kind of the etiquette is there, what is, what kind of morality is there. So when you were talking peg egg, I thought we were going straight into eggs pegged with worms. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that's what we were no, talking No, no, that's I've a never taken subject. it that far. That's a different subject. <laughs> um, but I've heard people, have, you know, using the peg egg and throwing, like, I, I, I've done it before, you know, I've thrown like a zebra midge below it, you know, and you're like, well, they're either hitting the egg or the zebra midge, you know, It doesn't knows? matter. <laughs> but it's not like you're throwing like a number six hook at them no. or oh, a number yeah, eight no. hook, right. you know, like, no way. okay, here's an ed- all right. We're getting, I'm getting way too deep into this. I got all these thoughts going on in my brain right now. But so like, I remember one time at one of the fly shops, I was talking to him about pegging eggs, you know, like, or just the trout bead setup. Right. And I was looking for a size hook, like just a bear hook, you know, just tying hooks. And he goes, oh yeah, you're going to want these twenties. And I looked at him and I was like, what? No, man. I, I'm like I'm looking for like 16s, <laughs> right. bro. 16. I want 16s, man. Like 16s the one. Yeah, I feel like 16s are good, but like is that too big? Cuz he was very concerned that I was throwing 16s underneath the trout bead. No. 
and I, he wanted me to throw 20s. Dude, the thing is, you're not concerned when somebody's throwing a fucking 16 pheasant tail. Right. It's so the same hook set. They're in the mouth, dude. I I swear. Like, it takes me longer to get a 20 hook out of a fish than it takes me to get I'm a 16 hook exactly. out of a fish. Oh, that's a good point. Exactly. I mean, come on. I'm just trying to... I'm I'm just don't feelers out there, man. Like Dude, don't don't hate on me, bro. Geez, <laughs> I'm mad at that guy. Yeah, that's but, you know the guy. Dude. Well, you know how guys get they get they get all principled on their certain things that they believe, and there's probably some other guy that told them that knew better than they did at the time, and they just stick with it and believe it, and they get stuck in yeah. the dogma of what they believed. But if you're not pegging the hook four or five inches below it, right? Then it, it's really yeah, not I feel a big like deal. As long as you're not pegging it that like, far, I peg but mine. There's like, a lot of states that have outlawed it too. Mine's like half an inch. Yeah, if I it can, is, I'll do it. That I'll do it as tight as I can. I mean, uh, I fish an inch and a half almost always below mine, and I very, very rarely foul hook fish on a take. Very, really? very rarely. Very rarely. Because I'll tell you how I do it: is I tie the hook on, and I also thread mine through the bead but i go the long end so i'll like set oh, the egg oh that's exactly a good idea where i want it right and then i go through with the long end and then you have the that's egg exactly a good idea where you want it right that I've is a good idea thought about that yeah oh, i just peg them so i can kind of just get them where yeah, i want you, them. you do Put you just peg them yeah that's I, not about it. i'm either. just too lazy to tie the knot i know and I, I mean i don't i don't think it's unethical to do it I don't you know, think so a lot, at all. there's a lot of states who have outlawed it. I think Wyoming was trying to outlaw it for a while. Um, really, Montana might. I, and don't, don't. No, I mean, this isn't right. You're just, I haven't looked it up. This I'm is just, all anecdotal. Because I, I remember one year I went to Wyoming. Um, you go fish Grace Reef, and they were talking about outlawing them for a while. Um, and I mean, I threw them. Well, unless long, unless someone yeah. knows something that I don't, I. I see zero immorality in it. I think it's a completely ethical way of fishing it. When I do fish it, I get 99% here's, mouth hooks. Here's another option, um, just while we're talking about the peg egg, and I was telling I was telling this kid about it. Um, it's called an ale egg, um, and this guy, I hope I'm saying his last name right. His name is Lee Novati, um, or Novati or something like that. Okay. Um, and he sells these packages, like, a tying package where you can tie these ale eggs. Ale eggs? He calls them ale eggs. Huh. Um, and basically, like, gives you beads for it, gives you the hooks for it, gives you thread, gives you wire. Um, and I, th- I don't know how many of these packages will make, but you can buy them from them. And it looks like, it looks like a zebra midge, like the, like you thread the hook. And then you put the egg on. I know exactly what you're talking about. You thread it enough so that the egg sticks, like the bead sticks on the hook. Uh And then you tie in wire and you wrap it like a zebra midge and then you tie it off. So Uh, basically like the egg is right at the eye and then the back end of the shank looks like a zebra midge. Yeah, okay. And he swears by them. So here's an option. Louie ties them. Yeah, and I think this guy lives in Colorado. Okay. Um, Did you ever fish an otter egg? Are those like the... The gel saw. ones, yeah. <laughs> like I've never fished one. Egg, I've never fished those. Have you? Oh yeah. Are they good, dude? Honestly, you just you like it is almost like a salmon egg. You just like bait a hook with it and then tie it with thread on either side. Huh. huh. And it's just an egg on a hook. It's just a soft egg. It's just yeah. a soft egg, well, but it feels like an egg. You're right. Like, oh man, this is. But do you, you think they? Do you think fish grab that and they're like, "Oh, that feels like a real egg"? No, I'm a whole not egg. at all. See, that's what I would be worried about. Is they do eat that as a real egg and they you think they inhale it with the hook in there, and it's more like an artificial. I mean, I I'm, this is just what concern I would have. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I see where you're. It saying. It might be too natural to a fish, and they might just inhale it. Like yeah, I, I don't. I don't fish them. I have before, but are they, yeah, I peg. Are they designed where you can peg those as well? 
No, okay. no, but you can buy them in like the fly tying section of most fly. I've shops. seen those. Yeah, I've never seen them. I've never They're like them. soft little gooey eggs. Yeah, huh. and you exactly. just put them on. A hook. And if you've seen the veil egg, that's tied with an otter egg, but it's got McFly lawn around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like some other kind of wool around it to make it look like a, a veil egg. Right. Huh. huh. Well, man, people have been doing this egg thing for a while, I guess. Well, I mean, fish eat <laughs> eggs, right? They tend to. Dude, glow you bugs stay, work great too. You gotta stay above the so, game. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I guess so. Um, same kid I was talking to wanted us to talk about this as well. Um, he was out fishing, and this is kind of what brought up the peg egg thing too, because he was fishing some eggs, like looking for some salmon. Um, and a boat came by, and he was he was pretty curious on the etiquette of wade fishing to boat fishing like what is a wader to do what is a boat fisherman to do salmon's a good example to to use as it well is. definitely um, i i don't know i don't need to talk the whole time do you want to touch yeah know. what do you would, do like if, if okay let's say you're floating down you come up on a walk wader what do you do i first like i mean at this point i'm pretty quick at making decisions in the boat but i'll first figure out what is the most courteous thing i can possibly do for this person if i can fit behind him yeah bet your ass i will float behind a walk waiter yeah. and not disturb their water at all if i've done it i've done it where like people start walking back towards the bank yeah and, and tell, you them. tell them hey no hey, take two more steps you. out and right. I'll, I'll go behind you right yep. and they're always like thanks yeah right and it's like yeah maybe they have to stop fishing for a second because you're in their back cast yeah. but it's like dude i didn't touch your water i've so. also had some indescript guides literally just come straight into my hole pull a boat right over where i was fishing and get their clients out walk them down below me and start fishing just so, like damn man <laughs> brutal that's not cool it's that's just, not in the etiquette no it's just rude yeah i mean that's a good point like if i can go behind somebody i will right. if i'm floating a boat and somebody's walking right i'll go behind them right um because the way i look at it like we have the advantage we're in a boat Dude, we have like, plenty of water. That's to one hole. Yeah, like, right. keep going. Yeah, right. you got you can leave him one hole. Um, yeah. You know, and he didn't know exactly who it was. I don't either. Um, who did this? But he was saying that a guide had come by, and ro- if I'm here, if I remember it right, I had a couple cervezas that night. Um, <laughs> I think he said that he pretty much like rolled over the hole and then stopped right below him and then started fishing. And he said the guy was cool, like he talked to him for a minute. Right. But it's still, he was curious on, I, I, and I, again, I don't know if I was remember, remembering it right. Right. But um, the etiquette there is, it can be tough at times trying to figure out what to do, but in a boat you have the advantage. Yeah. So you try and give that walk water as much advantage as they can. Right. And I've asked people too, you know, like I might, float behind them and then something happens to a rig or whatever and i look back and i go hey is it cool if i stop for just a minute we're not gonna fish i just need to re-rig i've done that move before right. oh yeah like is it is it okay like are you gonna be okay with that right. we're not gonna fish and i'll tell my clients hey don't fish right we're gonna re-rig something real quick i mean or I, i'll come up to somebody and be like hey is it all right if i stop below you right i'll give you a wide berth like let me re-rig i mean i think the whole thing here is it's all about communication and we bring that totally. up a lot on the podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. all about communication. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but if you're talking to the fisherman and letting him know what your intentions are and you're not here to, to screw up his water, to blow his hole, you know, that's, you know, just communicate that with him so he understands yeah. what, you're, what yeah. you're trying to achieve. If you just go do stuff, 
it might be some new fisherman that thinks you're screwing them up even though you're not. Yeah. yeah. It's all about communicating. And, you know, it's it's also about the, the walk waiter communicating with you too, letting him know what you what he wants out of you. Um, sometimes you just got to go. Yeah. And there's sometimes you don't have a choice. The river doesn't yeah. really stop. No. Yeah. So, no. you know, you're going to have to do something. Well, here's something. It looked like you are about to say something. Oh. Yeah, there there was an instance that is sorry, uh, Ryan. It's, just, no. it's, it looked like Dane was. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. This one right here. So there's on the lower Gunnison. There's a spot where um, one of one of our buddies, that's a guide. Um, he has a drift boat, and there's only really one way to take this shelf, right? And this guy is standing there. Dude tries to communicate with him like, "Hey, I have to go through this boat chute. Like, I can't." I can't go anywhere else. And so the dude doesn't move though. He just like, he's like, nope, doesn't matter. And so this dude took the high road, like to a, to a level that I, I wouldn't think that this particular guide would take. He stops his boat, right? Anchors up above, gets his clients out, has them walk behind the walk waiter. And then he, shimmies and shakes his boat behind this dude way over a shelf that is like and this dude's standing this dude's standing chest deep standing on the fish right so he he knows this you know this dude's been guiding here for 20 some years so he knows where the fish are but it's just like man sometimes like you gotta just let let them go yeah, I mean, you know, let the boats go because they're gonna be gone in a yeah. second. We're all here to fish, man. Like it's all about courtesy. Um, totally. I bet when I'm walkwaying because I float guide a lot too. Like so, when I was walkwaying the other day, like I had this kid fishing the shelf, and this boat starts coming up, and he goes, "Oh, this boat coming is coming." I go, "You're good. Keep fishing." Yeah. He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "Keep fishing. He'll give you space. Right. Like don't if he's if I knew the boat coming by, I go, he'll give you space. You keep fishing." It's all good. And he kind of gave me this look. I go, look, dude, it's fine. Right. Like, we, they have the advantage. They're in a boat. People know the game. Yeah. yeah. And I go, you keep fishing it. He'll, he's not going to row over your line. He's <laughs> right. not going to, you know, like, just keep fishing. You're good, man. And I get that. You know, they're like, oh, God, a boat's, it's intimidating when a boat's coming down the river. Oh, oh, geez, boat's coming. No, you're good. Right. We're walkway and you're fine. Right. We, they have the advantage. Right. We're good. Well, so this happened. And that's how I treat when well, I'm in a boat. And that's how, that's how it should be treated. I mean, like 99% of the time. But this one instance that I'm talking about, it was like, dude. Right. That doesn't happen. Just like often. watch right. out. Like you're in the boat shoot, yeah. dude. Like, you, come on. Yeah. And why are you standing in the boat shoot? Because <laughs> the other options for this dude, besides getting his clients out and walking, were driving his boat into a strainer. Right. And that's not. No. Yeah. You right. don't want to kill people. It, it goes both ways, man. Walk waiters, you know, you got to be aware. Oh, yeah. These boats have to come down the river, and sometimes there's one route to go. Oh, yeah. Be aware of what's going on around you. And again, it just falls on communication. But some guys are just going to be assholes, and there's yeah. not much you can do about it. But you can't go smoking a fisherman in a drift boat either. Yeah, you, know? you can't be doing that. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> that doesn't look good. No, that's, that's not good for not you. look good for business. <laughs> uh, no, but this happened to me on the tailor. Uh, I was just throwing streamers up the tailor. I had moved a really nice fish, and uh, he, he whiffed on the fly, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to change up, change up the color on this articulation, and I'm going to go back at it. But I was going to, you know... I was going to marinate there on that you, fish. There you were, streamer fishing there again. I was. It was probably high sun. 
Cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and I'm sitting there kind of waiting, you know, just doing everything I can not to start casting at this fish again. Um, whether it's going to work, I don't know. But these four kayakers come down and just start playboating in this hole. Oh, nice. The Perfect. one that I'm standing over. Good for them. Like, one thing is them just cruising by, it's fine. Yeah, but they exactly. just start bouncing off this rock and they're cycling it. And I'm just standing there like, you guys serious? And they're not even paying me any mind. They don't even look up at me. I know they saw me. Yeah. And they just, they playboated for five minutes. And I just got up and walked back down the river to, go to my car. And I'm like, man, that was just kind of rude. And, you know, I'm honestly to the point now, I mean, this late in the game, you know, this late in the season, yeah. too, where you're just a little grouchy because <laughs> right. you've been running, you know, trips all summer. You're in the sun. You're freaking <laughs> worn out. And I'm to the point, too, where I'm like, I'll tell somebody straight up, like, hey, you're not doing it right. This is wrong. Right. You know, you're not supposed to do that. Like, be curious to everybody. We're all trying to recreate. You know, we're all trying to have a good time. Yeah, no. You know, there's plenty of water to play in. Right. Like, go play somewhere else. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've said it to people on recreational boating trips, too, where I've been fishing with clients. And they'll you'll be fishing, like, let's say we're fishing left bank. There's plenty of space right on the right side right. to get around me. Yeah. I know you're coming. I've seen you from a mile away. I know you're coming. I know you're going to come behind me. I know you're going to be on my ass in no time. Right. I'm back rowing. <laughs> right. We're fishing left bank. And they'll row right where you're fishing. Just come right in between you and your fishing. I've told people, like, hey, next time, go around me. Right. If you see me fishing this bank, go to the other side. There's plenty of room. And if there's not, I'll slow down and make sure you have plenty of room. Right. And I've told them, and they just give you this look, and you're like, look, dude, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole but I'm out here making money and here you are drinking right. beer, right. you know, partying with your buddies on a playboat. Like that's fine. That, uh, that's all getting good fun. Right. I'm not trying to be a dick about it, right. but be courteous to everybody. We're out here trying to make a living. Right. You're out there partying. Right. You know, like, I don't know. That's the way I think about it. Like sometimes I've been an asshole, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Hey, don't do that. <laughs> that's not okay. Next oh, time yeah. go around. Right. Well, and I I pulled a dick move the other day on the river. I'm not the best rower, and I was supposed to go river left. There's a guy fishing river right, but I couldn't go down the middle channel, and I missed that left channel. Blew it, dude. So I'm just like, I'm I telling them. yelling at you, throwing oh, rocks at you, oh, dude, God. casting at you. And I'm telling this walk later, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm telling the walk later, I was like, hey, I am so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not a good rower. I'm just learning. I'm just getting better at this. I, I'm so sorry. And the guy was completely But if somebody awesome. said that to me, I'd be like, that's fine, right. man. You know, I hope you get better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then I hope that's, you get better. At yeah, and then day. that's when I go from courteous to like, you know what, man? <laughs> <laughs> hope you get better someday. Start slapping the water. Right? I've, I've had yeah. that before, though. Like I've had some, you know, I was floating early one year, like February. The ice just came off. I was like, oh, we'll go float. And my buddy and I went and floated, and it was right at the put in. There's two guys fishing, and he, he wanted to row, so I let him row, and I was fishing. And like right at the put in, there's some people fishing this one hole. You know, there's only like that time of year, it's running like 150 CFS. There's right. one hole to fish. Right. And so I told him, Rowan, I was like, hey, just just give him a wide berth and just motor through the hole. There's right. no way we could go around these people. Um, I was like, just give him a wide berth, river right, and just push and get some speed and then just lift your oars and go through. Water's clear, you know, like do what you do. And this guy on the bank started casting at us and he hit my boat with his nymph rig and i looked at him and i went are you serious man 
And he looks at me, he goes, you guys need to move on. Get out of here. And I was like, dude, we're moving. We're mo- it's running 150 CFS. We can only go so fast. There's not a lot of water in the river. We're moving through your hole, man. Like, we're getting by. Too early in but the season for that behavior. Exactly. He's like, it's February and we're already fighting on the river. You know, like, this usually doesn't happen until August. You know, like, we usually don't get in fights till August. Like, come on, Bob. But, I mean, that's just, you know, some people aren't courteous, some people are. You I mean, know? And, yeah, just but, like anywhere in the world, man. There's different personalities and you're going to have to see them all, unfortunately. And some of them are going to suck. Dude, I had another guy's clients hook my clients in the head. And yeah, you told me that. I they were that. simultaneously rolling over our hole, and this guide uh, did not tell her clients to stop casting. And I was like, "Well, you're number one. You just rode over all the fish. Now my client has a nymph rig in his head. So what are you doing? It's a rough situation. And and like." We'll put it this way too. The guy that was doing it was was a little green, a little green. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't really know this this guy that well. God, I don't. How how green can you be? But it's like, <laughs> hey, come on, you're in the hole, and now your flies are in my client's head. Right. It's pretty and, rough. And this guy's like, you need to you need to cut the flies, cut the flies, and I just grabbed the rig and I doubled it up, and I was like, nope, these are mine now. <laughs> Just took them all. I have them, still. and I'll have that. I still have them. I'll have that. I'll have that leader also. Thank you. Yeah. Got the guys. Guys, I'll just name start on pulling it. the line. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take this to backing. You better crank down your this drag now. You're gonna need a new loop knot on your fly line. Give me that rod. Just <laughs> yeah. talking about breaking lines a little bit. No, we can go this way. Um, I guess we can go two ways from this. So. Fishing, let's just say some private property. We don't have to say where yet, but some private property. Um, there's some big fish in there. And yeah, baby. Actually, had to break off a fish to um, let it live. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and a lot of people, you know, the client that I had that day. $50 fish. <laughs> the client that I had that day did not quite understand breaking off the fish to let it live until I explained it. And this was an interesting concept, and it can not only be applied on private water, but on all water. Exactly. Depending on the situation. Um, and, you know, this fish got a little bit too much line out and started running upstream pretty far. Um, and, you know, part of that could have been me about, you know, tightening the drag just a little bit, you know, teaching how to fight the fish a little better. But, um, it, you know, and it because... The client brought it up. He goes, oh, I learned something about that. You know, I didn't really understand what you were doing there because I grabbed the rod from him because mm-hmm. um, this fish was running. And he was a little bit older. You know, he could, I mean, he could get around, but I needed him to move up. I was like, hey, maybe we have a chance. Right. Um, and I grabbed the rod. I say, hey, you move up. I'll move up faster and I'll get up to where you can stand and I'll hold the rod till mm-hmm. you get there. Um, and the fish kept going. And he goes to grab the rod and I go, nope. And I point the rod and break the line. And he kind of went, well, what, what? Like, he was very baffled by that whole thing. Right. And it was probably one of the best fish of the trip, too. It, exactly. So that's a little bit heartbreaking. It was pretty heartbreaking. That was the biggest fish that guy's ever hooked in his life. Right. Um, and, you know, he didn't really understand what was going on until I explained it. I go, look, if we let these fish run, especially in the shallow water, you know, there's not a lot of water right now. If I let them run and run and run, they're just going to beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. They're going to wrap. They're going to die. 
they're going to wear themselves out. Exactly. Or they're just going to beat themselves or exhaust themselves. Right. Um, and so it was an interesting concept, you know, breaking off a fish to let it live. Um, and like I said, you can apply that to tailwaters, to oh, yeah. freestones, to all that stuff. So when you hook these big fish yep. um, or when they, if they wrap themselves around a rock or whatever and you can't get them undone or wrap them around a log, if you can, save them. But if not, break it, you know, and let them live. Because yep. most times those hooks are going to come out. Right. I would say, I don't know. I mean, do those... Oh, yeah. I mean, they spit these hooks all the time. I mean, same thing with the deep hooks fish. Uh, just just count that a lost fly. That fish, yeah. will, that fish will spit that hook. It will dissolve. It will break down over time. Um, and it'll just dislodge itself, too. You know, just like the human body has a way of pushing things out yeah. that are unnatural. Uh, your fly is not worth a dead fish. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, but going into that, and Dan and I talked about this a little bit on the ride over here, um, but was rod angle while fighting a fish you know we worked a lot about rod angle um how to fight these fish with the rod angle and what rod angle you need to keep and how you need to move fish pull them a certain direction um and you know the way i teach it and dan you might be a little bit different um but the way i teach it is kind of you know if we're if we're walk waiting and we're nymphing or whatever i always set to a downstream angle i think i've talked about this on the podcast before always set into a downstream angle of course um, fish are looking upstream. So if you pull the, those flies upstream, most times you pull them out of their mouths. Yeah. Occasionally you get a hook set. Yeah. Most times it's not a good hook set. Yeah. And sometimes um, there's no way around it. Yeah. But if, if you can pull it downstream and set that hook downstream, it's going to hook right in the side of the fish's mouth. Perfect. Good. You got a good hook set. What I teach is keep that rod angle, keep that same rod angle. You set that hook. We don't want to go low. We don't want to bring that rod tip t- towards the water. Nope. We can go up with it. Mm hmm. And get, but keep, I try and keep that same rod angle. You see a lot of people right when they set that hook, they change that rod angle and go upstream. Yeah. And occasionally you can do that to pull fish into slower water, but not often. Most times you want to try and move them downstream instead of move them up. I feel like that's fly, I feel like that's fly fishing video stuff. They hook a fish and they instantly want to give that yeah, rod more and they play. Move, they're moving their rod like, all are, over the place. Why are you moving your rod? Like, where'd so you see is this, this fish going like yeah. back and forth? It's where'd you see this? <laughs> right. You, you see, see it all that? the time on fishing oh, yeah. videos. Like, what are you doing? There's no it's, cut bank. You're not pulling them out of weeds. And so, I mean, even on the boat, we teach that a lot too. You know, like, hey, keep that same rod angle. Yeah. You know, like keep right. the same rod angle. You just set that hook. Yep. And that's a tough one for a lot of people because everyone wants to go straight upstream right after they set the hook. Right. And like, don't do that. No. And most times it comes out. I know you want to talk about it a little bit, Dan. I don't know if you have much to say. If, I don't know if I touched it. I mean, if, okay, the thing that I see the most, especially from the boat, is that people are they let the fish run and run and run and they they'll let it go into the faster water and cruise downstream and just hold the rod and just let it happen to them it's like at that point you can turn your rod yeah and turn his head yeah oh almost turned this podcast into a disaster (laughs) (laughs) almost turned everything off by ripping the cord dane's over here playing it like hey, i hey, mean Dan, he's, we, he's yeah. giving us the video. motions ah. yeah. <laughs> i can put that on video if you want damn it but yeah i mean i feel like it's it's important to be able Keep to going, do, do do the rod thing that you're doing no i broke the headphones so oh they don't work anymore <laughs> no they work now I just, I I turned the fish's head and made the headphones come out. (laughs) But 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just important to be able to like, you need to land that fish. You don't want to play him forever and exhaust him and right. tire him out and make him burn every bit of energy he has because then you're going to want to get a grip and grin with him and now he's going to be dead. Right. It's like you need to fight that fish well. You need to treat him with some respect. Right. You know? Oh, totally. And well, and here's a good example. I was I was fishing with my cousin the other day on the Taylor, and we were. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. But yeah, we're, yeah, we were fishing this slack water off, you know, on on the opposite side of the bank, and to land that fish, you had to land them across pretty quick currents, the Taylor, yeah. and it's still pumping. Um, so the first thing we did is we talked about. I was like, "This isn't steelhead. You don't just swing this fish downstream as far as you can until you can finally land them like this. We want to land this fish quick." Yeah. You're, you're on you're on three and four x well i mean you know and also don't overplay a fish right. that's 12 inches right exactly you know? yeah. <laughs> well and and that was why i did a quick tutorial it's like what's going to happen is you're going to hook this fish and the second he turns in that current i need you to take your rod downstream and and bring that fish to the bank as quick as possible you have about you know 30 40 yards to land that fish before it's just gone and he was like well i'm you know i don't want to break it off i'm like don't worry about don't it. worry about that i'd rather you break this fish off than take this fish 100 yards down current oh you know? totally and so you know that's what we did and we lost a couple of fish doing it but we you know i'd much rather i think lose that i mean yeah like i said a lot of people want to play and you, yeah we've touched on it but like a lot of people want to play those fish too hard but if you keep that same rod angle you can still horse that fish that oh, yeah. 12 inch fish you can get them Going, oh yeah and you can just pull them yeah and get them exactly where you want them to go right. but if you change that rod angle all of a sudden you change that hook angle too yeah. and either that hook is going to pop out or that fish is going to be able to run on you because all of a sudden you just change that rod angle where all of a sudden you have the upper hand now you don't right. because you change that rod angle now you don't have the upper hand right and that fish is going to boogie on you yeah and it's going to go upstream because all of a sudden you give them the chance if you pull them upstream so uh, to put it this way, like if you're fishing right side, nymphing right side of the river, river right, if we're in a boat or even just, I mean, it, I mean, it, I guess it depends if you're walk waiting. Let's say you're fishing upstream to your right hand side and you set the hook to the left. Yeah. If all of a sudden you change that rod angle and go right, that fish is going to start moving upstream. Yeah. Yeah. And it has an easier chance to run upstream on you, I think. Yeah, no, the only reason to change the rod angle is to stop him potentially yes. from going the direction that yeah. he is exactly. bolting for. Yeah. Exactly. It's not to like, you know, but look sweet. It doesn't it's not sweet. You also don't have the advantage because if you set it downstream, most times it's gonna hook in their right side of their mouth. Exactly. Yeah. And you can pull their head. Oh yeah. And you can move their head where you want them right. to go. If you start pulling that upstream, now you're not pulling their head. You're pulling them up. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to run up. Right. And then you have to change that rod angle again to try and get them back down. Exactly right. And so, I mean, that's hard. Again, I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for yeah. you. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, like, and, that's, and that's why on, on like a float trip, like you need to listen to your guide on that one. And I, I mean, go. I tell people. Uh, you're going. Do I'm it. Like, I know where you're going. Do it. I'm like, dude, this is, you're fighting this fish now. And like you need to, you need to listen to what I'm saying, because if you want to land this fish and land him quickly and land him respectively, like, just do what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people like, they just let it take line and take line, and it's yeah. like, dude, I love that where they're like fucking lightsabers, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And they're but just moving at the it. same time, like, you need. <laughs> what are you doing? Sometimes I have to explain it to people. I'm like, yo, that's a sword. Like, 
turn it this way now. Yeah. Right. Like, don't drop your rod tip at yeah. him and turn it. Get it high. Get it but high. Turn get it high. your angle. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the number one thing you guys see is people just dropping that rod tip. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how people let that happen, too. Oh, especially if it's their first big right. fish. Yeah. They freak out, dude, and they pinch that line to yep. that cork harder than you've ever fucking seen in your life. I know. And it's just, just like white knuckle, dude. And you just wait. You just wait for that pop. Like, yeah. oh, that fish is gone. Yeah. And you don't have time to tell them, too. No. That fish is gonna break something. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. it's this rod or your line, or <laughs> you're gonna break that cork by white knuckling it. That yeah, hard. you're gonna squeeze the cork in half. Yeah. Well, and do you do you guys see clients do this all the time? So they hook a fish, they drop the rod tip. Now they just have a straight line connection oh, yeah. from the rod. Oh yeah. And then you're like, got to get that rod tip up, and then you see them pick the rod tip up and just pop the fish up. Oh yeah. yeah. Because a lot of them lot. don't understand too, like how to play them There's and like f- you try and do a tutorial you know where like you'll pull the line right and, like like hey i'm pretend like i'm a fish you right. know and you look I mean, like an idiot out there I running you around should, yeah. you do pulling that line. every never ever oh yeah definitely no and i do yeah. um i mean i do it dane does it uh, most guides do it and they teach them how yeah. to pull you gotta know and that how to let like. that fish give and how to pick up that line right and, and get your hand off the reel when i tell you to get that rod up I'm saying, you know, get it up and let a little line go as you get it up, yeah, but keep the tension. And then you see a lot of people get their rod up, and then there's no tension. Right. And they're, you're like, what are you doing, man? Like, get the tension. It's We talked about this. Like, keep the rod up and keep the tension. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and that rod's straight, and that fish is just running around. You're like, get the tension. Get the tension. You know, get it in. And then the fish is gone, and they're, like, stripping in that line. Like, where'd it go? They're like, oh, it's gone. Oh. It's gone. It shook the, it shook the hook. It's I gone. Know. I don't know how to tell you. That's but, a good uh, way. I mean, they shake hooks quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, absolutely. They shake hooks quick. They can, even if you're fighting him oh, as yeah. you perceive perfectly. A lot right. of times they just come, come unbuttoned. unbuttoned. Yeah, yeah, they come yeah. unbuttoned. It happens. It, it happens. does. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Man. Um, that, for me, would be the most frustrating thing about being a guy. It's like, God, I cannot fight this fish for you. I cannot. I, I no. can't. I can't tell you what the tension is. I can't tell you when to retrieve. You gotta. You gotta feel no, it. You, you know? definitely can't say it fast enough. No, no you, you can't. You start tripping over yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just word vomit at that time. You're like, I tried to get it out, and but then I couldn't. The fish is gone. You're like, yeah, and you're like, all right. But then there's a good opportunity to take a moment. Exactly. Like now like, you tell right, them what just happened. Let's take a moment and talk about what just happened. Exactly. Because I couldn't get it out quick enough what I wanted to say. <laughs> By the time it was all going down, let's stop and talk about right. how that happened right. and what you need to do better next time. Right. You know, or what you can work on. Like this is how you actually do it. Because a lot of the times, even with those beginners, you can go through all that stuff and then they hook a fish and everything's out the window. Oh, of course. The rush of the chase is go- is now in fact all adrenaline's out the running. Yeah, and you're like, all right, remember what we did in the parking lot? Let's uh, let's do that. Right. You know, like remember how we did that? We need to go back to the basics right. and do that. Right. Um, and that's tough. That's tough for a lot of people. Right. But well, at, at that property, same thing. I had a kid. He's not a never ever. He could fish, um, but he'd never fought a big fish before. So. I literally got on the water. Cooler's full. Yeah, no, dude, you're prepared. Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, man. dude. Why is there an elk? Why is there backstrap in that cooler? <laughs> Hold on. Why is there blood all over that cooler? <laughs> well, I've been up since four in the morning packing out a moose. Okay. <laughs> Damn, it's a it's a Miller Light too. Those beers are red. <laughs> <laughs> red beers. Sorry. No, but I mean, I literally, I mean. I fake fought fish for 30 minutes with him until he got it. Because yeah. I'm like, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to hook a big fish and yeah. you're going to be toast. Well, 
But his big issue is he couldn't get his hand off that reel. Yeah. And I'm like, man, hey, you feel that tension? That's yeah. too much tension. You got to yeah. get the hand off that reel. Can't reel when he's running. Well, I tell people too, you know, especially people who fish, um, you're like, hey, the drag set where it needs to be set. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Don't touch the reel. Right. You know, like use your finger until we get to the reel drag set. Right. Um, it's where it needs to be. But when I took these guys out, you know, the property, we floated the day before on the gunny and I took them out to the property and I go, Hey, look, we're going to have to fight fish a little bit differently than we did. the other day. <laughs> like, You're letting 12 inch fish scream. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not going to let these fish scream line because you're letting 12 inch fish go all the way upstream and we can't let that happen. Go, this is going to be different because you're going to hook the biggest fish you've ever hooked in and your life and they're going to muscle fuck you oh yeah they're going to ruin yeah. your day and they oh, will yeah. blow this rod up if they have to <laughs> it'll break i go this has to be different and yeah we brought some heavy artillery you know we came in a little heavier and i mean forecast in we hook a 23 inch fish you know and we fought it for five minutes it's the way it goes right you know yeah. and i was talking to him the whole way hey you know, keep that rod angle, keep that rod angle, pull them down, pull them down, pull them down, let them run, let them yeah, run. Meanwhile, run, you're strip, sprinting strip, 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 strip. Oh yeah. You know, but we kept them, we kept them right where we need to be on the first fish. And nice. it was great, you know, because I did a tutorial at the beginning. Hey, here's how this is going to go. Right. If that fish wants to run upstream, we're not going to let it go that far. Yeah. You got to turn that fish. You got to turn it, get it away from there. And the, the same with the rod angle. Like, if it's going into a bush, yeah, you can turn it upstream, get it yeah, out of there. Yeah, you know, yeah. try and get it out. If you break it off, you break it yeah. off. And I always explain, it's like... It's better than what's going to happen yeah. if he goes get in the Get all bush. your line in the bush and then yeah. break off everything. And then all of a sudden, a fish is stuck in a bush with right. all this line. Now your fly line's broken. Yeah, too, exactly. Right? <laughs> also, we got a bigger situation. Right. And I and I always explain, too, to never ever, especially with big fish. I know, I need one, too, bud. Oh, shit. I always explain, like, this is how heavy this test is. Like you can turn these fish. You have a lot of strength on this line. You need, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's like you need to muscle fuck these fish. Like you need to turn these fish. If you've been the hook straight, fine. F bombs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many times do I say it? I don't know. We've said it quite a bit. It's all right. Though. It's late in the season. I don't care anymore. But yeah, you just got to kind of, you got to give these guys a really good explanation as to what oh, yeah. this fly rod, what this line can well, take so they can know how much pressure they can put on What we've realized with fish. clients too is like, you literally like you're you're trying to teach somebody how to do something that's very complicated that they've never done in their entire lives, and you literally have to explain everything. Right. Everything you can touch on, you have to. Yeah. Because if you don't, all of a sudden you're that bad guy that's yelling at them right. for something stupid that right. they should know how to do that you didn't teach that them. You how didn't to teach do. them how to do. Yeah. So you have to explain everything because that that can make a good guy and a bad guy. Right. If you don't tell them how to do, I mean, it can come down to like not even fishing. It can come down to just basic things. Right. You know, be like, hey. Don't walk in the water all the way over there. Right. You know, walk to the bank first. Hey, when you get in the boat, wash your feet off. Right. You know, it can be all kinds of stuff like hey, that. Stop skipping rocks. It'd be like, look, <laughs> yeah, right. hey, quit throwing rocks in the river. <laughs> hey, that's not where beer cans go. They don't go in the river. You know, it can be dumb stuff like that. But if you don't explain right. everything. Yeah, don't crinkle that can. When I get exact, that's a that's big a one. Good I one. I yeah. Okay, pro tip. <laughs> if you ever go on a guy trip and the dude has a raft, 
don't crush your can. Oh, can we get some sound effects? Pro tip. Yeah. Oh, we, we should probably get we some We should of get those. a couple sound effects. Couple. Well, we don't have like a good editor. I, I love Dan's. <laughs> it's Dan like needs me, a good entry. It's like me hung over <laughs> in the morning trying to edit this and be like, all right, I'm going to throw some music in there and freaking get it done. Because every time we do a podcast, we're drinking all night. So That's true. I'm not saying I'm hungover all the time, but eighty <laughs> percent. I'm not trying to make myself look bad. But like, can we get a good like? I need like a good pro editor. tip: bass fishing like banjo or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need a good editor that can add these in. But pro tip: yeah, don't crush cans when you get on a raft on a fly fishing trip. Because I have a raft. Dane has a raft. Uh, full fishing frame. And mine's a little bit more exposed than your yours is, Dane. Yeah, you um, can. You got a lot more metal. Yeah, it's a ton yeah. of metal in the middle. But here's the reason: don't you do crush it, cans on a boat. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I taught I taught you that right off the bat. Yeah, like don't crush cans on boats, dude. Like you don't do it because of sharp edges. And you put sharp edges on a boat on a rubber boat. Boom! You never know what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Explosion! Everything's it's, up, dude, life's it's over. Murphy's law. Here's okay. So here's. I mean, it is, dude. I mean, you guys got to live anything by Murphy's law. Anything can yeah. go wrong. Yeah. Anything yeah. can go. So the other day, I was floating with your uncle Mike, and we're floating down, and like, yeah, we have a couple beers, you know, and we're hanging out. And I tell the dude up front, um, never met the dude before. Um, Mike's in the back. I tell the dude up front, I go, hey, yeah, that's cool. Like, just don't crush your cans. And he's like, all right, no problem. And I told him why. Oh, well, you know, sharp edges on a rubber boat isn't Makes good. Sense. Yeah. Oh, he goes, oh, that's perfect. I get it. And he didn't crush can. So this boat floats by. And it's a guided trip. All three people are smoking cigarettes, and it's a raft. <laughs> All See, three people that, are smoking cigarettes. I might have been on that boat. <laughs> was, this was a guided fishing trip. Oh, I might have been guiding that boat. <laughs> <laughs> All three people are smoking cigarettes, which is fine. You know, you choose your choose your thing. You know, I chew Copenhagen. I do it all. You know, but <laughs> I don't. Smooters. I don't smoke cigarettes on my boat. And I looked at the dude up front. I go, I smoke cigarettes. On Here's this a boat. perfect example how you can ruin your investment. <laughs> right. And he's got a brand new fishing boat, right. brand new raft. And he goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "All those dudes are smoking cigarettes on that boat. I guarantee not a one is worrying about where that ash is going." <laughs> exactly right. You ash on a rubber boat, you can pop a boat uh-huh. real easily. And the guy's smoking a cigarette. Just cheaping down. I'm like, what is going on? I remember on here? seeing him when I was floating by. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like, dude, you can pop a boat real quick. I've ripped butts on your boat. I mean, no. You're supposed to be for me, not against me. Uh, okay. But I, I'm, I'm very aware of my ashes. I've never ripped a butt on your boat, dude. Again, do See. as I say, not as I do. Okay. <laughs> Those are the rules on my boat. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but uh, it's just an example okay okay just fucking don't don't bring this on me <laughs> don't do shit that's gonna pop a boat on the yeah, boat exactly don't do stuff that'll pop a boat yeah but what about crampons crampons those are perfectly alive <laughs> yeah studs I, are good on boats like i advocate crampons on the boat uh, walk, just walk on the tube i mean have you guys ever had that Dude shows up. Oh, yeah. Studs on his Dude, boat. Can't wear them. He's like, hey, man. I tell him if they want to wear waders, no studs. And they go, what do you mean no studs? I go, don't bring them. Yeah. Can't have them. Today. You had to do, he had studs? Dude shows up to the put-in with studs in his boots. What'd you tell him? Say no or did you was, say yes? I told him. I was like, dude, you need to put on some different boots. Did he have different boots? And he's like, well, I don't have any other wading boots. And I Tennis was like, shoes. I was like, dude, <laughs> here's the deal. I'll throw your boots in this dry bag. <laughs> 
for you. If we get out, you can put them on. Otherwise, you you just, you're wearing waders. Yeah, you don't That's need them with idea. the wading socks. Yeah, you don't That's need That's a good idea. Because, dude, I don't need that. Even on a drift boat, like people shouldn't be wearing studs on a drift boat. I mean, no. even even with your diamond you pay, plate metal, they can no, you know, they I mean, can scratch the metal I mean, up, and they can. I mean, you want to keep pay, everything nice. You pay fifteen thousand dollars for a drift boat. You don't want people scratching up with studs. Also, no. they're gonna put their feet on the rubber. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, it happens all day. They'll put a foot up, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, there's foot marks all over my boat from yeah, people just you know putting their feet on them. Right. Pee happens, you know. Pee happens, but don't don't put your <laughs> yeah, studs. Yeah, you can on pee on the boat. Just don't put your studs on the boat. Yeah. Dude, it washes True. out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A, a, a popped boat doesn't wash out. Oh, you should see the stuff I have. How many times me. you popped your boat this year? <laughs> me? How many times uh, you patched it? I patched it twice this year. That's not bad. How many times did you? <laughs> None yet. Uh, yet. See how I say yet? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I probably should knock on wood. Um, okay, we brought those up. There's something else I want to bring up. Oh, shit. I don't know how to like get into it. Let's, let's hear it. Send Should it. Should we just go Fire for it? Away? Oh, don't worry about segueing. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Nah, screw it. Let's just get into um, it. We we talk about this a lot, and I know I've talked about it with you and Dan and everybody else, but like a daily guide routine. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about this last <laughs> night or the other night at yeah. the bar. That's right. Daily guide routine, like just kind of what it consists of, and everyone's different, and you can. At the end of the year, you can start to see everybody's routine, and it's real easy to like predict what's going to happen right. with each person. You're like, oh, I bet this is about to happen. And then they do it, and you're like, because they get into a routine, and they just do it. But And I've talked about routines a lot on this podcast because if you get into a routine, then, you know, things start to get easier. You don't lose stuff as easily. Well, you know, like everything yeah. is in the same place at all times. It's all about consistency. Everything. It is. And it's funny to watch every guide's routine and we all have a different routine. And the way we were talking about it is kind of like from the moment you wake up, kind of like how does a day this, in the life, dude. a day in the life, you know, a day in the life. This needs to be a TV show, <laughs> a day in the life of a guide. This should be like a short series. We need to get someone on this. Yeah, it would be good. A day in the life of a guide because everyone is like, everyone's completely different. And we all have different routines. Some of us are messy. Some of us are clean. You right. know, some of us are tidy. Some of us are a mess. You well, know, so hey, just a shit mess. show. Well, let's <laughs> they, just, I mean, I don't know. I, I let's don't just know jump right into it, man. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear your routine. You want to hear mine yeah. first? Yeah. yeah, let's hear yours. Oh, God. Mine's a nightmare. <laughs> and everyone makes fun of me for it. Because I, I was ta- we were talking to Sam about it. We were Remember ripping we were talking. Oh, everyone was just <laughs> destroying me. Um, I mean, Dane knows my routine pretty well, but... Um, I mean, I'm an early person. I wake up early for the most part, but like midsummer, I was honestly like getting up at like five and time flies in the morning. And like I tie a couple flies, I have a cup of coffee, but like we were talking about like coffee, you know, it upsets my stomach. We'll put it that uh, way. Mine too, buddy. <laughs> It'll, I mean, most people, it just rips you up. But I mean, okay. So like I'll get up, get my shit together and I'll roll out of the house. Usually, you know, a couple hours before my trip starts Two. Two and a half hours before my trip starts, I'll right. roll out of the house. I mean, you're working at that point. Oh, yeah. Game's on. Day knows. I mean, you're working. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's the funny part is like what leads up to your trip. <laughs> like, you know, you're getting ready two hours before your trip. Like, I'll do like a half a cup of coffee. I don't even drink. I make four cups and I only drink a half cup. <laughs> and then the rest just sits in the pot. <laughs> and I'm like, great, that was worthless. Like, why did I do that? 
uh, just wasting coffee. But I don't know. I should probably get like Keurig or something. <laughs> yeah, you got to get like a little, yeah, little exactly. French just press. Went, just get the backpacking one. French press. Yeah, there you just go. The one oh, cup. I have a little <laughs> French press. But um, anyways. Okay. But then you got to get up four hours but earlier like, than you normally do. Throughout the season, it progresses differently. But a little bit of coffee. Red Bull's got to be part of it. <laughs> Has to be. The I got it. Dude, you got to double down on caffeine. Yeah. Have to. Because, I mean, you're getting up so early, and these people don't know that you're doing that. Nicotine's in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Way yeah. in there. Hard to eliminate nicotine. And, I mean, the way it goes, I mean, I'm a creature of habit. We all are. And usually when I crack that Red Bull, it's like Copenhagen goes in the mouth. Right. <laughs> Red Bull and Copenhagen go together great. And yep. I do that method. And then I'll do I'll do a muscle milk. Yeah, I know you, this, or like a protein shake or whatever. I know I say muscle milk because I drink muscle milk, but I'll do like a protein shake, you know, because there's tons of calories and there's. I mean, you work your ass off on the river all yeah. day, and I hate eating breakfast. I can't stand eating breakfast. <laughs> That's outrageous, by the way. I can't. And Dane right. is like Dane will eat a fucking sloppy Joe in the morning for breakfast. He doesn't give a shit. I don't care, dude. Uh, I'm with you. Breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I eat, I eat, I eat something at 10.30. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, I'll do the muscle milk in the morning, then I'll probably do the Red Bull and then the Copenhagen. Right. And that's usually how it goes. But, like, then you get, like, once you drop shuttle and do everything, like, dropping your shuttle is, like, or dropping your boat and then run shuttle, like, you drop your boat and it's not that stressful. You're, like, pretty relaxed dropping your boat, unless you're running behind. Right. But you drop your boat, hang out for a minute, run your shuttle. And sh- shuttle's, like, one of the most stressful parts of the day. Oh, there's <laughs> so many people. So many. Like, here, and I talked about my superpower one day. I was like, I wish shuttle was not involved. I wish I could just, like, <laughs> teleport and just, like, get my truck to an area without running shuttle. Or just, like, clients think. Lazy river fishing, man. Exactly. Just yeah, have just, it go in a circle. Just, just have circle. to the car. Why can't it go in a circle? Because shuttle is like your most stressful part of the day. But we, for the most part nowadays, beginning of the season, don't like you can testify, Dan. Like we were all getting there like 30 minutes before clients showed up, 15 minutes before clients showed up. I mean, for the yeah. most part, because yeah. we were just like ready, you know, we were like, all right, screw it, like let's go. And nowadays, we're like, oh man, I can't wait to be there for like an hour and a half before my clients <laughs> yeah, show up. Dude, just exactly. so I don't have to, I can just decompress. Right. For an hour and a half before my clients show up, I can just hang out and zone out See, for you, an hour. You just said the word. The word is decompress. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. important, man. Oh, it is, man. Like in the morning, you got to decompress yeah. and hang out for a minute. Well, it looks like you have to just decompress from your muscle milk. That you- <laughs> <laughs> well, here's part of the routine. Cameron drinks muscle milk, does a thousand push-ups, and then goes rows a boat. No, I mean, I'm all Can of 165 pounds <laughs> soaking wet, you know? Like, I'm not I'm not trying to get muscle. I'm just trying to, like, supplement because I'm not eating breakfast. Right. I'm like, I got to get something in my body. Right. Because I don't want to eat breakfast. See, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, dude, I'm training for the zombie apocalypse, man. When I'm fishing, I don't drink water. I don't. Oh, eat you don't food. do anything. <laughs> I don't do anything. Just smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I just rip butts and I'll drink a couple <laughs> beers if you brought them. <laughs> and I got to bring the cigarettes. That's too. a good. Yeah. that's a good routine. Well, I yeah. stopped. I stopped. But I mean, I'll get. Years ago. I, it's funny because Sam brought up the other day. Like, he's like, dude. I've never seen anybody use the Northbridge toilet. It's not even a toilet. It's a porter potty. It's a porter potty, and oh. it's a real terrible porter potty. Oh, and it's one, so it's it gets one, used. Oh, yeah, it gets used. I mean, this is like the town porter potty when you go launch a boat. And he's like, I've never seen anybody 
use this porta potty more than you. I was like, dude, I live in there, man. It's like one of these things are like right when I hit Northbridge, I'm like, I gotta go. And I go to hang out in the porta potty, and it's almost it's still a decompressive moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I go sit in there for ten minutes. I'm like, this is nice. Dude, you're man. the reason that signs there. If this porta potty is vandalized one more time, it will be removed. <laughs> like, turns out I'm not vandalizing it. I'm just using it a lot. I saw. I saw. I'm like writing notes in there. I'm like, just writing notes to my buddies. Like, hey, next time you use this, think of me, Cameron. <laughs> Cameron's still got literature in there, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I my magazine. Yeah, that's a, I should keep a magazine in there, dude. I should keep a book in there. Be like, uh, if you go to page twenty nine, don't go past. I fold the page over. That's the page I'm at right now. Somebody was still number three all around. <laughs> number three. But everyone was making fun of me because that's part of my routine. I'm like, once I get to Northbridge, I got to go use the porta potty. Well, you drank coffee, right? Yeah, and, and a Red Bull nicotine. and a Muscle Milk <laughs> and a Copenhagen and everything else I can put into my body just Recipe to stay awake. You're going to have to have a bowel movement. and it's. <laughs> but literally everyone noticed this year. They're like, damn, you really use that thing a lot, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just part of my routine, man. Daily morning. I come Once I hit Northbridge, I'm like, got to go. Like, right away. I don't know what it is. I Wait, don't know if it's a brain thing and so or what. We were talking about, like, you throw a dip in. What time do you throw your dip in? Uh, it depends. But usually, like, lately I've been throwing it in, like, right after I get to my boat after shuttle. Okay. Usually an hour before my clients get okay. there. I'll put my dip in. And that way, that way, by the time my clients get there, I'm not spitting anymore. Yeah, you're vibing. Yeah, and I'm not, like, looking like an idiot just drooling all over my boat and all <laughs> over my mouth and stuff. I'm just, like, it just hangs out in there, and it's just, like, hanging. And I don't have to spit and look like a hillbilly, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean is that fair. I think about it because I'm like, if I throw it in an hour before they get here, I won't have to spit, and then like I won't look like an idiot. Well, you think about good. it because that's your routine. Yeah, it's my routine. Yeah. But we all have the same routine. It's like I know Dane gets there and like he'll organize his boxes and like you don't talk to him. No one talks really. Dane will <laughs> get there and like empty the cup, and we should talk about working out of the cup. Working out of the cup. Working dude. out of the cup, dude. But Dane will get there and empty his cups and put them all in his five boxes. And he'll yeah. sit there for 30 minutes and just putting flies in, hanging out, putting flies in. And we don't really talk too much. Like, we'll hang out. Right. Like, you know, just BS a little bit. But, right. like, you're like, all right, he's busy. Right. Don't don't fuck with Dane right now. <laughs> he's putting flies in boxes. Yeah. But working out of the cup is a big thing right now. Because oh. I'm too lazy to put flies in boxes. Oh, dude, I'm way past. Dude. So I just work out of the cup. Dude. I got cups from August. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I got I got... I was I got too many cups. I lose them all the time. Like it'd be a lot easier if I just put these in my boxes. Well, the problem with I'm like grabbing cups out of my boat and throwing them in my waders, and all of a sudden I got like ten cups just pulling them out looking for bugs. Huh? I'm huh? like, what? What? Huh? Well, and those and those cups have mix? those cups have a shelf life too, man. I got cracked cups. Now oh yeah, I got flies in my waders. Well, you got to change your cups. You gotta, Instead well. of putting in your boxes, just change your cup. Well, <laughs> my problem is is now my cups my cups got flies. My my cups got tippet. My flies my cups got cigarette butts. Oh, I have <laughs> my fly bag right Same now is looking like my waiter pocket. <laughs> There's just full rigs in there, and I, I'll pull, I'll reach in there for a box. I'm like, oh, ow! And I pull out like just a hopper dropper rig, just crunched up in there. I'm like, it's what a is going on? Cats in a 
freaking oh, tongue yeah. teaser. You're like, this is old. This is way old. How'd this get in <laughs> here? Uh, I still talk about the one. The routine you the, is key, dude. You, you got to have the routine. Yeah. And got I know to. like everyone's got their own routine. And you can, like I said, you can predict everyone's routine, like how they do it. Right. You know, like certain guys will get in their boat and they'll light up a cigarette and hang out and like, you know, do their thing and like decompress. How many guys are about to decompress? Like get oh, there and us. just like. Oh, oh. Well, most of us. Right. I'd say probably like seventy percent. Do you guys yeah. pe- do you guys ever pep talk each other? Hey man, it's gonna be okay. Sometimes I know you you got the clients I had yesterday. Oh, remember when Joel Joel was there the <laughs> other day and he was on a new level. Man, <laughs> he pulled out of just a glob of like six rods that are just bundled and tangled. And yeah, I jumbled. took a picture of it. And he just pulls them out and he's like, "Look what I got going on!" And just like threw them back in his bow. He's like, "Jesus!" And his clients are like standing. Right over there, and he's just like messing with all his shit. And he's just like, but like everyone's different. Like he wants a donut and a Coca Cola in the morning. Really? Yeah. Damn, that actually kind of sounds nice. It's a lot of sugar, though. That's a lot. But like everyone's different. Like I mean, I'm eat or drinking Red Bull, right? And throwing Copenhagen in. Am I doing any better? No. Right. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't have a, but, gu- I don't I have mean, a guide routine. But your routine, you get up early, Dan. Yeah, dude. Dane's like, Dan will go drop his boat at like 6.30, 7 o'clock. <laughs> You'll be like, my boat's been in for three hours. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what I do. Is yeah, I get tell up. us your routine. I get up at 5.30 every day. Every day I have a guide trip, no matter when it is. And I, I get up pretty slow. You know, like, I mean, not excessively slow, but I'll get up and get dressed. <laughs> Take your time. And like, wash my face and like you know get everything ready and then i'll go to the boat and uh now that it's cold as shit i start the car that's a yeah. new one. Oh yeah starting the cars but uh one. i usually in my boat oh you guys don't have keyless ignition <sighs> not, at, not at this wage <laughs> have you uh, seen my truck not guys, at this wage you guys need to get a new job <laughs> mine, mine barely has an ignition <laughs> but yeah now that it's cold also the boat is pretty flat, flat right and i have like the one strap over the top so it's usually off so instead of tightening it more i usually pump up the boat 40 times in each tube see oh i have that routine too <laughs> oh god got, i have that routine yeah, too. numbers so oh, i got i count everything so each tube has two two valves go 20 in each and then i strap the boat down again can i tell you mine before you go for, yeah. forward yeah I do 45 to 50 in my middle tube because I always deflate it more. Yeah. And then I do 25 in my back tube and 15 in my front. And then it takes me 22 pumps to fill up my floor every day. Every time I hit 22, it... Okay. See, I don't have a floor, so... Because I have the... See, that's how routine it is because you know exact numbers of what you need to do. Oh, I mean, I I know. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Pump your boat up, 40. Yep. Hit 40 in each tube, and then I restrap it so that it's secure. Drive to wherever I need to do. Um, but also, I should I should note that in between going to start the car and waking up, I call in my sandwiches because I don't ever do half days, <laughs> apparently. He's so, the king of full days, damn, folks. Yeah, I know, If you man. want a full-day trip, Dane will take you on a good <laughs> nine-and-a-half-hour full day and just run you into the ground yeah. this man does not do half days <laughs> no dude, i haven't done half day in a while wow um so i call in the sandwiches um and order them from the coffee shop call in the sandwiches about 609 usually is when it happens yeah and they open what six six, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know the mocha's routine i used to do that one a lot so then they're like yeah it's gonna be 15 20 minutes so i'm like perfect okay 
So I do everything I need to do to start the car, pump the boat. By the time I go to the gas station and get a bag of ice and go to Mocha's, sandwiches are ready. Get the sandwiches, fill my coffee cup, start drinking coffee. Now I'm on the way to the pudding. Oh, he's going all through. Mine was kind of jumbled. Did. I'm sorry. No, but, you're good. But I just got it so dialed. We've been talking about your routine for the last two days. Though. Yeah, I know. We've already talked about it enough. So I go up there, um, unstrap the boat. Life jackets is the first thing on the boat. Life jackets and placards. That's a big thing with your boat. Like, you put it together the same way you take it apart. Got to. And I have the same. I, I didn't go into my boat routine at all, but like my boat routine is the same way every single day. And you're the only one who knows how to put my boat away, Dane. Yeah. Because we've done it enough where it's like, I know this guy. He does it the same way every single time. Yeah. And I'll even double check some of the stuff you do because I'm like, I didn't do it. I right. need to make sure you it's got, done. Yeah, exactly. I need to make sure it's done. I'm pretty sure it's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I trust you. I'm not saying I don't. I no, just yeah. need to do it because yeah. it's my routine. Well, he doesn't He doesn't want to blame yeah, you I, for something that goes wrong. I understand completely because I do the same. But yeah. Get to the put in life jackets and placards go on first. Um, for Wait, sure. He's you're going gonna, all through. Well, you're going to have dude. to explain. I don't think I understand what a placard is. You got to put, so on your boat. Sorry, Dan. You you want it? No, I don't care. <laughs> you no, want to field this one? <laughs> Dan, I'm asking, I'm not trying to, I'm asking yeah, you. Ryan's well, asking you, you. You have to display who you're working for. It's a it's a legal thing. You so you to have display. to put a placard oh. on there to say so like, all who run, exactly you work. Run for. signs on our boat. Oh, so you guys all do that? I guess yeah. I never noticed. So it. if something like went wrong, or if like if a landowner anything were to happen, or Parks and Wildlife contact you, they'd be like, "Oh, it was a blue raft, and it said Crest Butte Angler." Uh, okay, or it said, so it's kind of your license. River guide. It's basically your license. Yeah, plate. it's a license plate. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's easy, you know, on a raft, especially, they usually just hang over the oarlock. Right, exactly. Just a little sign. So, do that. That's number one. That empties a bunch of shit. Then my fly bag goes on there next because can't be forgetting flies and tibbet, obviously. Mm, I know. But, Damn, you're going good for you. You're going full out. Dude, I, I love this. <laughs> keep going. So, after that, and I should note on that one, is my fly bag gets gone it gets pretty much gone through every night after i'm done like, good for you. you yeah, I don't yeah. Do that. that's why that's why i don't work from the cup as much i work from the freaking cup i think I, it's, he's still kind of a young buck too though so you're not super jaded yet i mean he knows the deal that's just how you are you just that's just that's, i just I, he's dane's very meticulous gotcha and so am i but like i mean we were dane and i work together or fish together all the time right. and we know yeah. we're very meticulous okay. about things so this like, is just your game even even if i'm it. working out of cups like if i'm working out of cups still like and i'm fishing with dane i go like hey dane look in that left pocket yeah you know what like hand what? me the first cup and it'd be like this one i'm like yep that's the one gotcha. like every dane yeah. knows that everything in my boat is in there like i know exactly yeah, what everything is yeah it's your organization it's yeah. how you do see it. the thing is is in in where i keep all my flies there's one little pocket where i could put a cup so if there gets to be more than like three cups it's a fucking oh, I'm, nightmare i'm working <laughs> on like six cups right now <laughs> dude i'm not even a guide i got cups everywhere man <laughs> 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 but mainly just because i'm lazy i do the cups they they crack and you're right and then you're like uh, losing flies uh, and then yeah. with the little flies dude you oh, open dude, one if, if they if they like dent and they snap and yeah. then flies oh, fly dude. everywhere they go and you're like, everywhere. what the fuck i just 
Patos. Yeah, I just oh, my lo- just yeah. went all over my boat. Well, there Bullshit. goes. There goes. At the end yeah, of the year, when you like break down your boat, because I got that floor that's laced in. Right. Yeah. At the end of the year, when I break down my boat, dude, I probably find forty, fifty dollars in flies <laughs> just oh, hanging at the bottom of my boat. Oh, um, geez, I bet more, man. <laughs> dude, it gets it's brutal. The cuff gets brutal on me, and and I just don't feel as like on top of right. it, which is another thing. Like that confidence, yeah. going in, you need it, knowing where all your stuff is. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be on point to your specifications, or you're yeah. not feeling like you're coming in right. You're not coming correct. See, I can't. Yeah. I can't put my fly bag on my boat until the very end because I have that top latch. Like oh the, yeah, the, where you uh, put your your pump. seat. Yeah, like so. I I pump my boat up second to last because I didn't go through my. I don't need to go through my boat routine, but yeah, I put my boat up second to last, and then I have to put my pump in, and then put my top. Right, latch down where my seat is, and then put my fly bag on because I attach it there. Yeah. If I don't, it gets stuck in there. Then I gotta walk all the way around the boat <laughs> and get it undone, and then put the latch down. Yep. I'm like, mm. yep. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't put anything under my front seat because I have a K pump, and it yeah. goes under the rubber yeah. seat. Right. I'm gonna get one of those. I'm and gonna do the K pump just at my right where my cooler. Dude, is. It, it cool. Works Can I have well. yours? No, I'm gonna keep <laughs> twenty bucks. I got you twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, twenty dollars. That'll cover it. <laughs> it's an NRS, right? <laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry, Dan. You got a great routine going. Uh, I'm loving I, your routine. I put the fly bag in, and then I grab the anchor out of the back and I set it on the ground. Ooh, that's a bad move, though. No, not not the way that I roll. When when you take your anchor off, though, at the end of the day, do yeah. you set it on the ground? No. It goes from straight to my truck, straight into the back. I've lost too many anchors. I promise that. you that the anchor will not get left in my routine. So I put the anchor on the ground, and then I grab the rods, put them on the boat, and then it immediately goes. I uncleat the anchor rope and I pull out as much as I want, depending on the put in. True. Where I'm going to put Damn, my. Damn, you're going bull bore on this. And I clip the anchor, and then I put the anchor in the floor in the back. That way, when I set the boat. Where I want it, I can grab the anchor out and just yeah. set it and then leave. Jesus. What, like, I'll put life jackets. Like, I'll put life life jackets on the front. If I get two people, I'll put one on the front, one on the back. So then they know, like, hey, front and back. Like, there's life jackets both. I'll put my life jacket in. When I get in my boat, this is a good point. Yeah, you always put I'm, those on. Dude, I don't break character till the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Like when I, so I'll get in my boat and right when I get in my boat, even if I got an hour before my clients show up, my life check goes on immediately and it's just routine. Like my life check goes on immediately and everyone's looking at me like, what the hell is he doing? Like he's not going anywhere. I'm like, dude, this is how I do it. And then when I take my boat out, I don't take my life jacket off until it's the last thing I do. Like literally I'll break down my entire boat and then take my life jacket off. Hmm. And everyone makes fun of me for that too. Like you're gonna drown in the parking lot. Like you never know, man. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just part of my routine. I mean, people well, die. People die all kinds one. of crazy ways. And I mean, what happens is like everyone starts throwing stuff everywhere and doing all these things, and they're like, I can't find any of my right. stuff. Where's my PFD? Yeah, and you're like, dude, if you do it the same way every time, you'll never lose your stuff. Right. Dude, I never take my oars off until the clients get there. I I know, and I hate doing that. I put them on before I even drop them in the boat or drop them in the water. There's nowhere to put them. 
in my boat. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got a different boat for that. Yeah. You can't just do it the same way because you yeah. can just tuck yours. You yeah, can't tuck yours. Mine will come out the back, dude. Right. <laughs> just gone. My, my routine is I lose an oar every single morning. I swim. You did lose an oar today. Yeah, got it back. Got it back. Oh, shit. So you're going to think about oar leashes now? Yeah, but it's probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, you don't have oar That's leashes? That's what I was asking you today. I go, so what did we learn today, Dane? <laughs> you go, what do you mean what did I learned? You are a little fired up at the time. And I wanted to be like, you going to get oar leashes? I mean, <laughs> dude, it was, it was a fucking crazy thing to witness happen. It's but a good we, thing that it didn't. So we talked about this the other day, though. Remember when we were at the bar with Boothie? Yeah, but see, the thing is, is that's what I thought you were driving at. But here's the thing is I always put my oars No, I up. know that. But, and I, I got that. And then I was trying to press, like, what did we learn today? Why did we lose an oar today? You know, like, how could we have not lost an oar <laughs> today? You know what? I'm not trying to be an idiot. Yeah, or no, trying to, like, I, make you I look get like what you're idiot. saying. Just like an oar leash. But the thing is that's also crazy is I have my oar locks with a fucking key ring in yeah. it to not fly through if something like that happens turns out bent the shit out of the key ring and the oar lock flew out anyway all right yeah man i can tell you like we were talking about sorry i'm not trying to make you look dumb or anything i was just (laughs) i mean oar leashes are probably a good idea but uh i I just don't have them yeah no i wasn't i wasn't trying to go my fucking story (laughs) (laughs) Was Thank trying you. to go that route, um, <laughs> but no, we were talking about the other day because, I mean, oars will pop up and just pop you in the head, right? If you leave them in the water, oh yeah, and that's what we were talking about, like popping your oars underneath your knees or underneath your seat or somewhere oh, where I've you're done hanging it. out, because oars will pop up and hit you in the head and, uh-huh. and bust break out. all your teeth, yeah, break oh, all man. your teeth or bust out oar locks or whatever, like Knock bust oar locks, like, and yeah, it's happened. Like, I mean, I've been close. You know, or an oar zone was whacked me in the face from leaving it in the water. Right. While I'm floating down, like trying to do something. Right. Hits a rock oh, and I got, pops up. I've been clocked. But. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll knock you out and your guide is, well, or your client's just sitting on the boat and you're just the Dude, we're talking about, over. he's missing like four teeth oh, in his I'm, lower jaw. Cause he just, oh, bashed him in the jaw oh, and like yeah. he was concussed and like. Oh. I mean, broke his teeth. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys had him come across your face like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That would have sucked. Oh, if you leave him in the water, you're screwed. There's another pro tip for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't I leave your don't, in the water. But the one. I, time I mean, I we all do. It will. And I mean, the more you do it, the more times like you're just like, oh, it's fine. You know, and then it just something goes wrong and you're like, oh, damn, I didn't expect that. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Turns out it'll fucking rip the whole orlock out of there. Apparently, yeah, that's right. insane. I've yeah. never seen that. No, it's crazy. And yeah, you got those big key rings. Like most of them do. Yeah. They got those big key rings. That's bent insane. It. Just bent it and launched the whole kit and caboodle out. Damn, that's crazy. Got it back, though. Man, I'll tell you, my routine Dig is. It, a, my <laughs> that's, sweet. That's, that's crazy. I got back. My routine but. as a fisherman versus a guy, it's way different. Yeah, you're like, I wake up at like 10. <laughs> nine no actually i set hang I, out i usually set like eight alarms starting at like 4 45 <laughs> uh and then 4 45 all the way to like 8 45 uh, i usually i usually <laughs> get up <laughs> i usually get up around 6 45 i think about making a cup of coffee but i don't because <laughs> usually don't have enough time 
Because I slept through my alarms. Yeah. And then I haul ass to Gunnison. I get a Red Bull and a burrito because that's the only thing I'm going to be eating You're all You're a burrito man. Oh, I love a good gas station burrito. Oh, um, we'd go dude. to Pleasure Park and you'd be like, would you stop? I don't want a good burrito. Yeah. I'm like... Dude, that's gonna you're gonna have to diarrhea soon. <laughs> no, man. That's, when that's the only thing no, you man. eat, when that's when that's the only thing you eat all day, dude, burrito's good, good calories. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget my water, but I don't need it anyways because I'm training for the zombie apocalypse. I think about you my make me feel like a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need at least sixty four ounces of water today. Oh, dude, I bring so much water. Oh yeah. You got to. I'll eat Cameron's stuff when he brings it because I just didn't bring it. Well, I guide, so I bring all that stuff. You come come correct. And you're like, dang, you brought charcuterie? I'm like, hell yeah. Cameron's (laughs) got more snacks than any guide on the Gunnison River. I promise you that. Cameron's snacky. I always appreciate fishing with it. But the truth is I don't need it. I just eat it because it's there. Like, I've been training. Same. (laughs) I do a muscle mug. I'm like, I don't need shit. But I'm like, oh, I got all this candy. I should probably eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, by the time lunch comes around on a guy's room, I'm like, you better give me that fucking sandwich because I'm going to hit you in the face. I'm like, hey, Cameron, you oh, you brought beer? Sick, man. Let me oh, I bring it off. Sam used to come. I think I've probably brought this up on the podcast, but Sam used to come around and just be like, kind of snacks you got on there I'm like dude i got it he's all, looking for man. the candy at oh, like 8 yeah. 30 like, i'm like dude i got candy i got granola bars i got capri suns gatorades i got <laughs> capri suns. dude i had capri suns for a while and sam was crushing them dude like one gulp just squeeze it and just gulp gone and he's like man i haven't had a capri sun in a minute i'm like, like you, you had one yesterday one? Delicious. give me another had one, one yesterday <laughs> Uh, another like what you got that you got that good you got them snacks like yeah dude you want an airhead what do you want dude i'd say i would say honestly the weirdest thing about my routine and this is the only thing that's consistent about my life is i could i could drink a cup of coffee i could smoke 10 cigarettes but i will not have to poop until i put all my gear on get everything strapped on got my waders on net on my back it's true and i take two steps away from the vehicle that's when I have to put. It's just habit, man. It's the same. With I think the I just get all excited, thing, dude. I just get all excited. I'm ready to go fishing, like, and then my body, my metabolism kicks in. I forgot that part of my routine. Oh yeah. I put my boat in so early so I can go home and take a shit before I have to catch the shuttle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like how you said take a shit instead of take a poop. <laughs> well, we're now we're now multiple yeah. beers deep, so I think the fair language, amount. Yeah. We're doing all right. This is our first <laughs> podcast in a while, so we might as well go for the gusto. Um, yeah, no, you're right. See, I don't have that. Sometimes I've called you, though. I'm like, hey, man, can I come over? Oh, yeah, you've taken a shit in my house before. <laughs> and you're like, what's up? I'm like, dude, i got to use your restroom. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. I'll go upstairs. You go downstairs. Yeah, Let's fucking like, do this. I'm, I love, I'm, I'm love outside. Cam- I'm outside, actually. <laughs> like, i got to go now. I love how Cameron's like, i, I got to use your restroom. But what he's really saying is, man, i I got to poop all over your restroom. I'm going to defile your house. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not going to be there all Dude, day. It's part of my routine. <laughs> I've found all the good restrooms in town that aren't, like, aren't in the grocery stores. You know, right. I'm like, oh, what are the outdoor ones? And I found all the good ones. Oh, I yeah. know, and I'll plan my day around that too. Be like, all right, about like eight fifteen, I'm gonna have to go to the water park, and they got a good <laughs> one. 
And I just realized this the other day. I was like, damn, they got a good one. Dude, the water park is a good one. It's a good alternative to my house. Dude, it's way better than any of them because nobody uses it because it's at the top of the water park. And so nobody goes in there. There's a port party down low. Yeah. But nobody goes to the top. Because all the drop flushes. We're giving away all the guys. Now it flushes. (laughs) It, It flushes. Yeah. Dude's got work in sync. That means it's got it all, dude. And that means no potential for splashback. You could literally like That's go right. in there and be you like, don't want splashback no. in a portal toilet, man. That's not okay. You know what the days though? I'll tell it you happens. guys. Pro tip again. Pro tip. If you're gonna use the Northridge bathroom, Mondays at about nine thirty-five. Oh, they suction that bitch. Yeah, yeah. they clean it at nine. Yeah. It Every takes day? about 15, 20 minutes. And Mondays. And Mondays. Oh, on Mondays you said, oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So you go in there right after them, you're like, perfect. Nice. You lay down a little toilet paper layer so you don't get the backsplash. Yeah. yeah. And you rip, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you let it rip. This fishing podcast just turned into where do a we shitting take. shitting podcast. Yeah, where do we take shits in town? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's going Pro out of tip. control now. Uh, Pro mean, tip. Pro tip. I mean, pooping is part of life, man. You better... Make it make it as enjoyable as you can. Uh-huh. Part of the routine. Yeah. Well, some bitch. Uh, and then what what point do you guys put bananas? On oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> never. Some people like to they like to mess with Cameron and put bananas oh, on his God. boat. I've that. never. Isn't that when you? I've isn't that when you broke the fly rod? Dude, I've had so many occasions. Dude, I've never messed with Cameron with a banana. Uh, he a, take, Cameron takes that banana serious. I take it seriously, I but know. some people like to mess with Cameron. Dude, I'll put, put bananas on his boat. If I liked bananas, Dude, I'll show up and I'll go through my cooler and there's a banana in there. And nobody and goes, I'll have to, dude, who goes through their cooler? He's uh, he's paranoid. They uh, paranoid him. I know, dude. Dude, they made me paranoid. So now, like, that's part of my routine. Like, I gotta look around my boat and make sure there's not a banana on well, it. Well, jokes on you. They hollowed one of your oars and fucking shoved a banana. This is full it's of bananas. In there all year. There's just a whole bushel of them in there. It's been a really shitty season. I don't know why. I don't understand. What, are, what about like banana? Taffy. No banana. No anything, banana. Okay. Dude. I won't. I won't too. eat banana bread anywhere right. near my boat. Dude doesn't even wear a banana hammock. So come <laughs> Well, who wears a banana hammock? I do. That's <laughs> the first thing I do. I get up and I drink a stabilizer, drink a beer, <laughs> and I put on my banana hammock. <laughs> Nothing banana related. Banana laffy taffy not allowed. Okay. So anything? one one dehydrated banana chip could foil your day, eh? Bananas, dude. You should know awesome. better, dude. I, dude, I don't give a shit. About, I don't you buy. You should know that better, bullshit. dude. You're not even re- allowed to wear a yellow shirt on my boat, dude. I will put out. A, <laughs> I'll put out a banana <laughs> suit with banana socks and banana shoes. We, uh, no, but I, <laughs> no. You're not getting anywhere near my boat. But dude. bananas are so gross. I won't eat one. You what if a client showed up like that, dude? Halloween. Oh, <laughs> showed up in a so banana funny. costume. What about what about anything that insinuates bananas, like a gorilla? Uh, thinking okay about eating bananas i'm okay with that okay. yeah right, just making sure just, yeah, just nothing banana flavored nothing like you know around no runts yeah no, runts no especially uh, not runts, banana dude. flavored runts i mean they're the my gross oh really dude i love bananas but oh, i just I don't want them bananas. anywhere near my boat oh, bananas are putrid dude i can't eat them <laughs> have we talked about bananas on the podcast before if you watch me eat a banana Did i, I tell eat, you about that old lady i might have the world record for the fastest older lady who like fishing was real shit for like two hours dude Two hours, like fishing was terrible, and I was just like, "What is going?" And they this, it was an older couple, and they could fish, like they're really good. They've been fishing for a long time, right. and they they're good, dude. Like surprisingly, right? Like late seventies, early eighties, probably, and they could fish, and they were like, 
active, you know, they weren't just like, you know, just like they were in it. Right. And fishing was just terrible. I was like, what is going on, man? Like what is happening? And I, this lady, like we stopped for a minute and this lady was like, oh, you hand me my pack. I'm going to grab a snack out of there. Pulls his banana out. I was like, oh no. (laughs) And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Get that icky thing out of my boat. I was like, dude, bananas aren't allowed on boats. Like they're not allowed. I don't allow them on my boat. Like I didn't know you had a banana in your pack, blah, blah. Takes a banana. She's like, well, what, what do I do with it? Like she was. She was entertained by the idea. She's like, "What do I, what do I do with it? Toss I don't know. It. What do I, what do I do?" And I was like, "Wait for these other boats to come by, and then toss it on their boat." And then, like <laughs> just screwing with her. She's like, "Oh, I can't do that." I'm like, "You should though." She's yeah. like, "I might." And um, she ends up like peeling the banana, throwing it in the woods. I was like, "Ah, you know, it's fine. Like, bird will eat it. Some, it'll happen. Like, it's, it's fine. Biodegradable. Exactly. It's a banana. But the it's peel." Fine. Pill takes a lot longer. Does it? Can, I right? have no idea. I just want it off my boat. <laughs> Get it out. Literally right after, we started hammering them all day. Right after. That's placebo. You were a placebo. A placebo. No, so you got to believe in it, dude. Yeah, you believe too you gotta much. You got to believe in it. I'm a very superstitious person. Yeah. I'm very superstitious. I don't allow the bananas on my boat either. I got the sticker and all, dude. I've seen your sticker. <laughs> and dude i rolled by mike will sit there on his boat mike d will sit there and eat a banana in front of me just to taunt me on his boat and he'll look at me and go hey look does he eat it in one bite it'd <laughs> <laughs> be pretty impressive cameron has banana ptsd dude i just i don't yeah, just give me the sh- i took I, I took <laughs> i've only taken one trip this year where somebody brought a banana and it was the worst fishing i've ever seen like, it was just terrible. Right. And she pulls out her pack, opens it up, pulls out a banana. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? You you sat here up front and looked at the sticker all day, and you didn't think anything of it. She that it says no bushel. bananas. She's like, yeah. She's like, I I'm brought two Kong. bushels of bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's Come like, Mr. what? <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't ask a question, like, why is there no banana sticker? I brought a banana. You wouldn't look at the banana and be like, oh, I have one. I mean, I would do it to spite you. I don't even care no, if the No, they do. They good. just, they freaking, they sabotage me. <laughs> Sam put mean. a banana on my boat a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, I and I had too. three swimmers in uh, two days. One guy twice. <laughs> he had a banana in his pants. Yeah. Dude. That was his. <laughs> That was his deal. He was a he was a banana. He was a dirty banana. That guy was a banana. Oh, can it I is. drink it? I can't drink a dirty banana. Ah, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, you bought now no banana daiquiris. <laughs> Get them off. Don't want anything banana related. Strawberries on. Dude, it's crazy, man. I I'm very superstitious okay. and like I just I've all, and I don't know if that's just I always was grown up superstitious. Oh, well, they'll kill a man down in Florida. Oh, hell yeah. You bring a banana on the boat, they'll toss you out. Be like, yeah. I hope you survive. Swim, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you survive. <laughs> That's like in the contract. <laughs> no bananas. They take it serious in salt water. I'm just going to start. I've, I've, I feel like we've talked about this. Oh, yeah, we have. And I always tell you I'm going to wear a banana suit on your boat. <laughs> With banana pajamas, banana socks. How come I can never remember what we talked about on the podcast? <laughs> oh, I, I know. I don't know why either. <laughs> here, cheers to not ever cheers remembering what we talked hey, about. Hey, here's the cheers to a podcast for a while. Not having one for a while. <laughs> and then coming in hot 
with a serious, crazy, all kinds of stuff podcast. Poop and banana podcast. Pooping, pooping Poop bananas. Pooping bananas. Well, I think we got You're the name. Welcome. I think we got the name of this podcast. Pooping, pooping bananas. Pooping bananas. <laughs> That's a good one. Banana diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. Bananas aren't even good in their like best form. <laughs> Bananas. It's a weird thing, dude. Bananas are gross, dude. So bananas are weird. I eat, but I, this is a fishing podcast. So <laughs> it supposed all to be comes a, back. It does was, all come back. Was. I swear, <laughs> you show up to my guide trip with a banana. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search everything. I'm gonna suplex you. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron's now doing full searches, full cavity searches. Hey, I gotta make sure you don't have banana. Spread them and cough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> what is that? What is that? That's not a banana. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Get on. Oh, shit. I think we've burnt this one out. <laughs> it's probably time. It's one of my favorites. It's a good one. It's Banana, been fun. Bananas and poop. It's man. been a good time. It has been a good time. Yeah, man. Welcome uh, back, all of us. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back, everyone. We're back at it. <laughs> Finally got a day off. Well, winter's coming. We're not going to have anything else to winter do. Winter is coming. Get ready for one podcast a day. Get ready yeah. for a podcast a day. <laughs> and just repeat, repeat, repeat. Well, it's still snowing, so. Yeah. You know it's less fun just than doing podcasts? Shoveling snow. Well, uh, don't, don't bring that I'm up. Sorry, right don't, I'm sorry. Don't bum everybody out. Yeah, you're right. I'm, that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but everyone out there listening. I think we're, I think we covered a bunch. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, a, that's everything that's going to get so covered if you take well. Any, yeah. if you, so if you <laughs> everything take anything else from here on out will be sloppy. So yeah. uh, we'll just end it there. Yeah. So if you take anything away from this podcast, right? Hopper droppers, double pickles are crushing it right now. Yeah. Go out and <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um, and yeah, just guided trip. Woo. Find us. Pew. The guided trip. At gmail.com, email us, let us know about all your nonsense or whatever. If you want to question us about peg eggs or... Or bananas. Or, or bananas or, or our your, pooping routines. Yeah, <laughs> or your, just your, your routine in general. Uh, love yeah. to hear it. Yeah, I mean, who knows what everybody else has. Well, we might routines. we might just learn a thing or two. You can find us, uh, The Guided Trip, on Instagram. It's just at The Guided Trip. Uh, Ryan McVeigh is at PFO Life. Dane Scott is at back.cast, backcast, back.cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we're here. We'll, uh, we're going to keep doing some podcasts from here on out. We, uh, we had a busy freaking fall and crazy time. But uh, we're here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is The Guided Trip. Yeah.